0: I choose flight. Not fast, but flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're super quick for like 10 yards.
1: everybody and welcome to f- no no it's not that one this is stat check uh i am innes and i am here for the first episode of stat check this episode is titled i didn't hear no bell i am joined for the first time ever by anthony uh anthony vanella and nathan surname henning Uh and, actually his last name it's just surname sur- Surname <laughs> Henning. yeah uh, it's it's hyphenated yeah um I'm gonna just work on angles uh, you might notice if you recall us from previous shows that we were never on uh, I'm in a different location I was here for the last episode of that show as well uh we changed the other room and it's awkward and difficult now so my cameras worse that's the only That's the only notice I have um this is our brand new 40k I want to say network but it's not really a network it's more like 40k experience yeah um, you can find a podcast episode and a bunch of stats on our website so that's the stats and then you can check them um that that that's a name that that's a name right there
0: it's a stat um, and you get checked it's also similar to how we play these days so
1: So we are obviously incredibly excited to be bringing you uh, all of our brand new designs or content. We have some really cool ideas for how we're going to be taking this forward. And we'll be getting into some of that with you guys later on. Um, I am going to start by giving a massive shout out to the two guys behind the scenes who are not also with us. That is Jeremy and Cliff, who are both the stats side of our team and uh, Curie uh, Curie Jeremy is our editor as well. Uh, And a massive, massive thank you to both of those guys for taking the leap with us. bringing those guys on board with us was part of the reason that we launched that check as successfully as we have so far. Um, we've been loving the website, uh, which is stat-check.com, I believe that okay. sounds right. Yep. Yeah. So let's do the easy bit. Let's talk about what the show is guys. Do you want to run us through what the, your 30 word pitch of the show? If, if anything like that for anybody, That's Nathan, not- you, you have a much better one of this than I do. So yeah, I was going to say, I'm
0: going to let Nathan hit it because he's the, <laughs> he's the hero with the good words.
2: Oh wow, the hero with the good words with no yeah. preparation whatsoever. So really, I think stat check is feeding the need for well done stats, but also top-level analysis. So Cliff, Jeremy, and I will provide you with all the stats you could possibly need either on stat-check.com or on this every week. And we'll be able to answer your questions and also be able to provide you with up to week information on how every st- how every faction is performing. And then we have, if you want to use our new ranking system, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the stat system, we have two of oh, no probably the best players in the world right now, according to our ranking system. innis is, like, number one, and then Anthony is in the top 20, I believe. Depending oh, on wow. whether you're using... <laughs> it depends Milo. on which of the rankings you look at. Yeah, Because in, <laughs> in some of the rankings,
1: it's like we're three and four, and some of them were like, <laughs> one and 11 or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's, it's something pretty crazy. So we have probably yeah. the best yeah. meta analysis if you combined between... our if you
1: combined our ranking scores across the elo the crs and the ITC, like our combined ranking is probably lower than most players for all six of those together and oh they're yeah. individual in any one 100 um so you know a- we take those.
2: we're we're averaging out to probably be the one best player in the <laughs> <game> we right now <laughs> Maybe not talking quite that, that's exactly how that works. Um, oh yeah, definitely, totally. That's how averages totally work, I promise. If me and
0: Ennis could play doubles, we'd be undefeated. It's or so... we'd lose every game. Yeah, or we'd feed <laughs> out of control, because both of us trying to pilot the same army might not work great. But, you know, whatever.
1: <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's, uh, so that's, that's the broad strokes pitch of the show. We are looking at doing stats and gameplay. That, that's all the good stuff. So this is a competitive 4 k focus show. You will find that if your focus isn't on competitive 4 k we hope there's still a lot of value to this. Um, but that's something that we'll discuss a little bit later when we talk about the bonus content and um, some of the, the other appeals of the show. Uh, but let's do the little bit of, this is technically episode one. Um, for those of you who don't know, I will do the brief rundown. We used to be um, part of the show 40K Fight Club on the Best in Table.net network. We have moved on from that. Um, they have been replacing, they're replacing us with a new show, which is called This Week in 40K. Uh, their first episode was today. It was a really interesting episode, really well done by uh, Billy and Colin. Um, they have taken over that, and we are really looking forward to seeing what they can do to do in that space. But for us, we thought that it was time for us to move on. We've been doing this for six months, and we thought that we wanted a little more creative control in what we were doing um and that's why we're here that's why we're here in front of you today with that little sc in the corner that's sitting yeah i know the direction to point now that's that's a new thing on the show it's sitting like right here above my head um that, that's our current logo we are working on a new logo but for now it'll do zing and yang it's mechanicus um i feel like that was curie's influence curie mechanicus player curie definitely plays some mechanicus yeah yeah that, that, you that would felt be the like only
0: good. one of us that is
1: uh, I played oh. out like in 7th edition, thank you.
0: Yeah, but what didn't you play in 7th?
1: You were a bit of a... Eldar. <laughs> a,
0: a bit of a village bike in 7th. 7th? <laughs> <Seventh?
1: laughs> that ain't changed, buddy. Um, You're monogamous with Nids now, right? No,
2: me and Nids have a long-term relationship, but I wouldn't call it monogamous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a committed partnership and a polyamorous relationship.
0: Okay, that's pretty good. That's more than most people can hope for.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like a primary partner.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Our relationship is
1: always adapting, but it doesn't do that pregame anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Only so. at the
2: list-building stage now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's let's do the easy bit. Um, let's introduce ourselves because the like I said, this is technically episode one. Um, we will go around the circle, so we'll start with Anthony, then we'll take myself, and then we will do Nathan. Uh, so if you guys want to give us your, what's your forty K CV? What's your your biggest accomplishment? Uh, the reason that you think you deserve to be on a show.
0: Uh, my biggest accomplishment is probably that I got, uh, fifth, fifth, sixth at LVO last year. Um, I was best in Faction Jakari, so I was the best of the broken, um... And I have this year been winning lots of stuff, but I also went four and two twice, which is why Ennis makes fun of me all the time. Um, so, but broadly, that is some of the stuff that I've done. I'm a member of Art of War. I am one of the coaches on their team. Um, I do a lot of that throughout the week now, thanks both to this show and some things in general. So people like to come to me for 40k advice. Um, but yeah, that's, a, that's the broad strokes of it. I'm a member of Team USA. I will be going to Belgium this year to compete. Uh, on you know redacted faction and i can we can talk about that next week and yeah it's gonna be a super exciting time i'm very excited to represent the country at a national level but yeah that's me that is anthony (laughs) yes that is me anthony missed missed
1: his name Uh, yeah and he plays in the united states in case anybody missed that one yes cool I am Innes, Uh, I am the captain of Team Scotland 40k, I would consider that my pride and joy achievement. Uh, I have placed third at the European Team Championships, the second to last one in 2018, where I played a really, really bad Chaos Knights and Cultist Army. Uh, (laughs) It it worked all right. I played two Yunari players and beat both of them and those were the only games I won. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I have also won... I've won a couple of super majors. Um, I have played. I've top fourd an LGT, um, decent, decent, decent little strokes. Uh, I've been competitive through seventh edition, Um, seventh, eighth, and ninth edition. I have long tournament wins, so I bring that little bit of longevity despite being the youngest person on the show, which is always confusing to me, but makes me makes me laugh. Um, Yeah, I will be representing Team Scotland as the captain in Mechlin in just under a month's time. Ugh, don't like that. <laughs> Why would you say uh, it like that? <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be playing Terranids, because, <laughs> duh.
0: Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't wait until we get to G- list submission next week and you're on, like, GSC or something.
1: Yeah, I'm actually playing Mono Sisters. I'm just yeah. been like, <laughs> just <laughs> <trying to> draft <laughs> the broken, like, no, I will not lose games. <laughs> um, so, down, yeah, bro. I'll be playing Terranids. I, um something like a combined 40 something and one on them in tournament play since the start of
2: the year i'll
1: be sticking 43 and three no that's my total record and it doesn't include team events Uh, my my record with tyranids actual (laughs) is 10 of those games come out and i add in 20 team games with 1901 and i take out two of those losses
0: so you have two losses, you liar. No. You've lost twice as much as you said you
1: did. No, one loss, one draw. 19-0 oh. and one. Oh, I think yeah. it's a 19-1 and one. <laughs> yeah, I've dropped, dropped one game and one draw on tournaments so far um, since Crusher Snappy came out.
2: Just a uh-huh. cool 62, 3 and 1.
0: I've done worse than that in one
1: tournament. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it was an ETC. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, that, that's my claim to fame. I also um organize somehow organize a bunch of this stuff which confuses me to no end uh, i'm also a tournament organizer and all that good stuff um don't, chris says don't lie on us i'm on baneblade spam and i know it uh chris please stop giving away our team secrets yeah that's a chat
0: god <clears throat> can you even move a baneblade on a wtc board it feels I, like? don't find, like, I don't want to find
1: i don't want to find out but if yeah. i said i knew you would know i was playing it so i definitely <laughs> and that or my triple lord of skulls list is coming out
0: he's on to me he's on to me
1: no uh triple lord, my triple lord of skulls list moves just fine so okay that's good nathan <laughs> do you want to run us on why did that get highlighted
2: first though anthony's done worse than that by round three apparently that's not so, true there was that one time you ran into triple storm surge and got real sad but i can't remember if that was oh. round three or not no that's when that anthony
0: yeah, yeah. I, got, I got stat checked. It was
2: bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got to introduce myself. So, my name's Nathan, or also known as Dr. Stats Dad, apparently. I don't know. We not, could have let I, that one I, die with the previous show. No, we could probably have carry that with you. We probably <laughs> could have, but I just kind of have accepted it, even though I have no children, except for all of you stats children who watch this show, essentially. Um, I do have a doctorate. It's just not in statistics, it's in life sciences. Um, so, well, I it's am basically a the same thing. Yeah. they are definitely not uh my 40k claim to fame is that i won a gt once and that's pretty much it um yeah he can use that's... a spreadsheet that gives him more can... power than 97 <laughs> percent of the community <laughs> it does i am capable of adding numbers together and moving he can, and moving he can <laughs> I can also read, and I understand that variance in 40K is really funny, especially when people get upset, then their 50-50 rolls are never 50-50 because they roll. He also derail. takes advice
1: well, and he's getting better, which are all good things. I words. am
2: definitely improving, thanks mostly to Anthony and Ennis throwing rocks at me digitally to remind me sure. not to make boneheaded mis- mistakes. Now Anthony has done it in person. That's I true. was very lucky I didn't get beaten up with an empty... Empty <laughs> snack bar box. <laughs> um, having seen Anthony wield one, you, he does live up to his violence moniker. It's a very dangerous thing to, to be around. Okay. Other yeah. than that, I work with Cliff and Jeremy to maintain all the stats side of things. Uh, yeah. And we'll yeah, talk Nathan about stats in, in the Loki first of the, the show.
1: Toughest... So Nathan Loki has the toughest job of the three of us. And then the, probably the five of us, maybe not Curie, because Curie's got to do all the editing. But Nathan is both on the stats team and on the podcasting team, which means he doesn't get a single break. We are just on the podcasting team. Curie is also on the podcast team on the form of editing, but Cliff, Cliff and Curie uh, and Nathan are the stats team, which means that they're all on the stats side of things. So Nathan is that lovely little center of the Venn diagram where he does all of the extra work, and we love him dearly for
2: it. Yeah. Yep. I'll and Bobby pivot table poppy is actually jeremy because of the number of pivot tables in his excel sheet <laughs> just see so it you now that um, is so good <laughs> so next time jeremy is on we'll make sure that his nickname includes pivot table poppy just for there all you of you i don't know i don't know if, who's in
1: charge who approves this what? i feel like i want to vote against but
2: <laughs> i mean but if if, if if anthony approves then it gets named that's, that's his, that is what anthony is in charge of his naming thing that's things all things. that he's in charge of that's, that's true why, yeah. i have that's a single
0: right. responsibility
1: <laughs> that's why the, <laughs> that's why the show is called StatCheck. check um uh, it's no i think i named the episode so i'm claiming that one uh yeah, i normally i know. normally do the episode names or anthony does them if i forget that, yeah. that's kind of the hierarchy on episode names um yeah. okay what i'm gonna do now is i'm gonna do the the actual full pitch of why you should listen, you should listen to StatCheck, why you should care, what we'll be doing. This is going to run for another, another 10 minutes or so, and then we'll get into some proper content. Um, I will be doing some plugs, but I'll try and do that towards the end of the episode so it feels a little more earned, because I don't want to do it right now when we're 15 minutes into existing. Um you know, that, that sound fair to you guys? Uh, let's, hope, let's hope that all sounds fair. So this is StatCheck. We are a 40k content platform, I think is the technical term. Um, But what you can expect from that is we have a website, which is stat-check.com, where you can find access to our feed, which will give you uh, all the YouTube content. You'll also find all of our stat content. So that is the meta dashboard and also the two forms of rankings at the moment. There's also a blog there. I don't anticipate that seeing much use, but maybe in the future, if there's ever any written content that we really want to put out, that's where you'll find it. Excuse me. What you'll be seeing from us on the YouTube side because that's where we'll be focusing is every week on Tuesday UK at 10 p.m. UTC. So currently it's 11 it's 11:15 in the UK, um, which is uh, 10 p.m. quarter past 10 UTC. Uh, we'll be doing a 90 minute live stream once a week. That'll be in this time slot. Uh, you might see plus or minus a little bit of time on that. We might run for we might decide to run for a, for two hours one week. We might run for 75 one week. Just depends on how the content is going, how we're feeling, uh, what time I need to go to bed.
2: That is going to be running at... You guys know the other time zones? 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. 4 p.m. Pacific. 6 Eastern. Oh, 6 Eastern. 5 p.m. Central Standard. 3 p.m. Pacific. I got those time zones all messed up already. I'm terrible at this.
1: Expect it about, about this time every week. We'll be here week in, week out. That is going to be the main show. That is all of the show. We'll be running... All the content in that. I'll cover what the content is later. That show will be free to everyone on YouTube and hopefully also podcast places once we get that properly figured out. Uh, for free, for as long as we're doing this. That is that is it. That is the show. That is the only thing. If that's if that's what you care about, you want to hear more of us, you enjoyed 40K Fight Club, and you want to hear more of myself, Anthony, and Nathan, and also any guests we have on because we will be looking into getting guests on a lot more frequently because we have a little more control over that now. We will be doing that for as long as we can be bothered, essentially, yeah, pretty much <laughs> foreseeable future <laughs> <laughs> until it becomes more more effort than it's worth. Yes. that's yeah that that that's the broad strokes. Um, on the stat side, the content that you'll be seeing is the meta dashboard, which is the wonderful, wonderful resource that's curated by Cliff, which will provide you everything from individual faction win rate data to grand overall meta stats. Uh, I'm having a look at it now. It's operating on the, I want to say, the format that we popularized, which is the 45-55 um, the and 40-60, to 60, which is the two brackets that show you roughly when something is healthy, too strong, and then wildly out of, out of brand. Uh, that's something that we innovated on and that we're super happy to be continuing to work with uh, you'll be able to find subfaction faction data faction versus faction win rate play rates you can mess around with things like gt level experience opponent whether what the opponent's faction is you want stats about win rates it's a really really wonderful tool for that uh super super awesome visualization format. i would recommend trying to use it on the computer if you can the mobile interface can be a bit fiddly on tableau but we are working on that that is something that is in the pipeline to get fixed you can also find and these are two of my favorite features uh our competitive ranking score, which is a faction-weighted ELO system, uh, and that covers um, win rates by player, but also uh, varies the amount of points you gain in like, an ELO-style system by how strong your faction is. So if you're playing a weaker faction and you win more, you'll get more points than somebody who plays a big one. Or you can just keep winning and do what uh, myself and Tom Ogden and others have been doing. I just win so much it doesn't matter, uh, which is really Easy. fun too. Yeah. You also you can also find a completely regular... Elo system, uh, which is just called Elo. That's that hyphen checkcom elo which is a forty k Elo score. Uh, we that. Be that. <laughs> that one puts uh, <laughs> Anthony and me Fo- <laughs> out of first. Um, but in that one, if you look at that one, it does put a lot of it puts um, six territories in the top seven. <laughs> so the there's faction- a reason.
2: There's a reason why we created the faction waiting, and it's because of this exact situation with Elo. If you win games into other factions that are better than yours, you will get more points in the competitive ranking system. We also have score. to
1: uh, we have to slightly be like, mm, the yellow one, not a fan, because it does put um, friend of the show, Tyler Bertel, in uh, seventh place.
0: No, uh, sure. That is too high.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so... There is lots of things to experiment with, to play about with on the website. If you want to have a deep dive into some stats, if you want to make fun of your friends, uh, there's some really, really fun ways you can do that on the website. So go and have a poke about it, have a play. You want to find yourself, you should be able to find yourself in there. Um, We pull from any event that we see that's going on that we have data for, uh, we pull from. Um, I'm just looking at this, and Paul Unson is in the top 500. This is definitely not right. Oh, that can't be right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we
2: pull all the data for both the crs and also for elo from 25 player five plus round events um both of them are essentially event size agnostic
1: yep. they, they are just based, they like. are generally they are based on the quality of your opponent not based on the quality of the event you're at so yep. they were they are different to the ITC scores uh one thing you may notice and i will do this one just for a psa if you play games your score can go down in itc your score will never go down your placing can go down your score will not but we have had some que- some crews already. Like uh, I have an X and O win rate, where, or an X and 15 win rate, where I've lost, I've lost, I've won a bunch of games, but I've also lost a bunch of games. And then somebody who is 0 and 5 has lost, is on a higher score than me because they've lost less games because they've played less games. Um, it's all very, it all makes sense. But if, when you if you come from purely an ITC perspective, where uh, you just play games and uh, your score goes up or your score stays the same, it can definitely feel a bit different when you look at it and you're like, well, I have more wins or I've I've played more than this person. Why am I lower ranked than them? It's because losses take away points in these scores. So do be aware of that. Um, don't come bashing Curie. If you're going to bash anybody in the DMs, get in Nathan's and bash Nathan in the DMs. It's very important that if you have
2: any comments or criticism, you bash Nathan in the DMs, even if it's about Curie's ranking score. I accept any and all feedback, but I might also just you on blast on the website if you send me too much of it because <laughs> there's nobody to tell me not to, and I'm going to do what well, I want. Technically, we're here to tell them not to, but we think it's funny, so it's <laughs> true. Immediately, yeah. other friend of the show, Alex Taus, is in my DMs. Oh yeah, I forgot, that's one rule.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, now on to what the show is because that, that is the the rest of the content. We are going to be doing uh, broadly every week. We're going to be following something very similar, but not the same as our Fight Club format. So we're taking the Fight Club format and we're removing all the bit that we, the bits that we didn't quite think were right for us. So we're not going to be talking about li- uh, results of the week, and we're not or specifically we're not going to be talking about tournament lists or anything like that. And we're not going to be talking. We're not going to be doing split off. We'll have all the Q and A in the main show. So, we're going to be covering every week. Nathan will be going through the stats of the week. And we'll have a general intro where we'll talk for five, 10 minutes about how our week's been, all, all, the, all the normal stuff you expect, because we want you guys to care about us. Because if you care about us, you'll keep watching. And that's the only reason we want you to care about us. I'm not kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm
0: lagging. Ah, okay, I'm back.
2: Good. I thought we were just all going for a dramatic pause there. We were. Oh,
1: yeah, I mean, I was,
0: but on behalf of my ISP. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a moment of silence for Anthony's ISP. I <laughs> thought Ennis had a good idea. Anthony's,
1: Anthony's, does Anthony live in Canada? Roger's going for him here. So we will be doing... I lost my train of thought. Oh, God
2: damn it! We're talking about you. the actual content we're going to produce. No, what but
1: Anthony keeps lagging it. It keeps distracting me because it seems he's he funny face. Oh. Uh. So... We'll be doing the general intro stuff, the stuff you expect. We're still friends. We're all friends. We're going to be talking here. Then we will be going into the week in stats, which is Nathan's primary section, where Nathan will be going through how the game has been. We're going to be looking at taking interesting spins, funny spins, anything that we think makes sense uh, to laugh at, mostly. Uh, Most of the reason that we're going to be doing the stats Everybody knows what's winning. You want to read what's winning? You go and you go and read the Goonhammer, or you go into the Reddit thread and you check, you check the check the top results. That's great at all. But what they don't do is they don't tell you that Necrons have been buffed out the mind and they still have a forty-seven percent win rate, and that's just funny.
0: Yeah, so Hilarious. that that's okay.
1: the main thing that I'm going to make Nathan do. Nathan will have like all these airs about being proper and doing proper scholastic <laughs> efforts and bringing efficient and effective stats to the people nah we're here for the memes baby, memes, baby. <laughs> we're here to I tell the and death guard that they suck and then anything else is secondary <laughs> well I'd, and we need to make sure that we always keep a tab on how much old is losing that's true that's
0: true i did my best a couple weeks ago to keep that number up so
1: i've never played it <laughs>
0: Oh well that it's makes never, sense because it's playing. never
1: earned the right. Yeah, that's right. Ah. But
0: down here, down here in the X and one bracket, and it goes down.
2: Well, I have good and bad news for you, but we can talk about that in the stats section. Oh yeah, no. Nathan, Nathan real quickly was about to dive us
1: onto some proper some topics there.
2: No, no, we're still
1: undertaking the mech phase. Yeah.
2: Don't worry. Yeah. I'm still gonna make fun of like every faction that like predictably swings wildly around whether they should win or not, and it'll be great fun.
0: Nathan does have an amusing vendetta against Guard that he now also plays. And also, anytime Nathan <laughs> says
1: sisters are anything, they dramatically change the next week. It it's doesn't true. matter if he says they're good, bad, or mediocre. Whatever they were last week, if Nathan says they were that thing, uh, they will stop. Um, it's like the, uh, the uncertainty principle. A faction can never be observed
2: by Nathan and the same as what it was. Uh, yep. It must change. It's funny because I play both sisters and Guard now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then after the stats (laughs) section we will be going into what we're going to call the meat the meat and potatoes of the show which is going to be a general discussion we're going to remove any any filters any labels we're going to talk about whatever topic that pertains to the competitive meta probably that interests us on the week whether that's discussing a new release and its impact on the meta what we're doing to adapt to a particularly broken faction anything that strikes us strikes our fancy we might choose to talk about a list that won a tournament that we really think is interesting uh if an event like lvo happens we'll probably end up going through the top couple of lists from that because we'll you know that that's we're going to do our due diligence here and we'll be reaching out to our community as much as we can to find the things that you find interesting so we can talk about that as well but we're not going to be following a script on this one it will be a a little more generalized than what we were doing on fight club um where we ended up doing a lot of this towards the end of the episodes uh now we're going to make that the main the main focus we're going to try and commit 40 minutes to half an hour half an hour to 40 minutes to this show this part of the show week in week out because this is the part that we really love doing Uh, the stats are nathan's baby but for me and anthony this is why we're here um and this is what we want to do and riffing off each other with nathan uh keeping us understandable
2: um
1: and also bringing some fantastic insights from a a newer player on the competitive scene as well who really picks out on things and says you know do you guys need to explain this better or this is what you guys are actually saying you're just saying too many words for it nathan does that a lot nathan's really good at that (laughs) Yeah. Uh, hey guys, you've explained something 15 times and I still don't understand. This is what you're saying, right? Try I mean, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was better. Yeah, thank
2: you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Man. Please repeat for those of us not in the top 10 of the of the, of the oh, Elo so you right have to repeat the
1: for Anthony as well that.
2: Ah. He's in the top 10 of the Elo. Yeah, but he's
1: right. 11th in the, he's 11th in the ITC. Yeah, whatever. That
0: <laughs> system is just for stupid Americans.
1: That system's dead now. It's been replaced. Yeah, that's right. We uh, this, this Right in second. We could talk about how much better the French BC, French version of BCP is, if you want. Is it's that real? so much better. It's so much better. It's so good. Oh, If it you is click better. on somebody's name on the links, it shows you all their opponents, all their opponents' lists, and the scores for all of their games. Oh, that's the only brilliant. thing it doesn't. One click on a only, web client.
2: The only thing it doesn't show you is what secondaries they picked. That's and really that's the only the you only recruit. fault. The only fault of the system essentially is that it doesn't show you secondaries. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, that will be the book the show. And then the last section of the show will be variably 20 to 30 minutes, depending on how long we run on the other sections of the show, maybe a bit longer if we want to, we'll be doing our Q and a. So I'll briefly plug the, the main ways of getting on the Q and a, but I'm not going to do the main plugs now. Cause like I said, we've not earned it yet. You guys need to stick around so that we can earn your attention. We will be doing a and a which will be 20 to 30 minutes of the show. We will take questions from chat and also from our Patreon Discord. That will be the two primary ways of getting chat. So if you would like to take part in that discussion, you will like to either be on the live stream where anybody can be or in our Patreon Discord. Those are the two ways that you'll be able to interact with chat. Anybody will be able to hopefully see the questions or hear us questions who so will tell you what the question is. but And everybody will get to hear the answers, obviously. Uh, but if you want to be part of that, then those are the two ways you can do that. And we are more than happy with either way you choose uh, because we love having people here during the live streams Uh, and the live streams are interacting with the chat is one of the most fun ways to do this uh, and we would definitely recommend you watching the show back on YouTube because you get to see our expressions you'll get to read back the chat along with us Uh, if you're listening to the podcast form we will do our best for you Uh, but sometimes stuff starts with a crack and it's not as clear on the podcast as we would like it to be and we do apologize for that but we will do our very utmost for you all
2: there's also a lot of physical comedy that you just won't get on the podcast to be fair (laughs) Yeah, like, the, the closer Anthony gets to his screen, the more stressed I become. Um,
1: Good. <laughs> it's the fight or flight response. Trigger your fight minute. or flight response. <laughs> exactly. I, I choose flight. <laughs> Not fast, but flight. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're
0: super quick for, like, ten yards. <laughs> yeah, and then the momentum just keeps me going. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then you got, like, another five. And then the cardio becomes an issue. But until then, no, no, no. <laughs> At
1: that point I've collapsed into a heaping ball of blubber and I'm rolling. <laughs> uh, Joshua, there is a, there is a link to the Patreon on the website, um, but we are going to do all the plugs towards the end of the show. Um, I don't really feel like now is the time for that, uh, but rest assured. I'm sure we'll...
2: Jeremy will drop it in chat. And just. and Yeah. Jeremy will put
1: it in chat or something, but for now we're not, we're not doing ads yet. Ad reads come later guys. Um, This is our show. We do ad reads when we think is appropriate. And by that, I mean I do ad reads when I think is appropriate. They don't do ad reads. That's
2: true. Okay. Do we want to start our show then?
1: I mean, we have started the show. We've been chatting. I mean,
2: do we want to start the show show? The the show will not...
1: The show is probably not family friendly. Uh, We will do our best to keep it away from the gratuitously vulgar. uh, But we do recommend uh, that you listen with headphones if you're in a public place or you know we'll, we'll, swear. we'll be swearing and all that stuff uh, you should expect that. Yeah. tom layton says ads lull. um yeah we will yeah. shell we will show yeah. gratuitously for ourselves um, yes yeah. <laughs> we're going to be advertising ourselves that's it speaking of flight how's the box jump training going is that what i said on a show that i I once jumped up on a table and then, all right, so I jumped up, did a squat, and you should do that to mean that I had literally jumped. And you're like, yeah. you jumped from a standing position into a squat on a table? Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I've not been practicing that. That's we're
2: we're waiting for Elvio, which I is the
0: next time. It. <laughs> <laughs> it is, of... If we end up playing you at the WTC and you do that during pairings, I'll throw my game like 0 20.
1: <laughs> I don't need you to. Well, oh. you will
0: eventually. Wow. Yeah. look
1: man we're not going to be in the x and two bracket we'll be far too low down <laughs> i mean yeah I was gonna say you're not going to be in our bracket we have very different pods sir <laughs> okay let's that's 30 and a half minutes i think we can start on doing actual things now um yes. we're not going to do the weekend 40k stuff because i don't care um actually anthony you should very briefly, briefly talk about joel hammer
0: oh yeah i was at a charity event this weekend it was super funny uh it's called joel hammer um the cause was great it was for so excuse me um, okay
1: anthony's internet has decided say he doesn't get to tell us about joel hammer unfortunately
2: um the cause was great it was uh well i guess i can just pull up the joel hammer page and then hope for the best real quick but joel hammer was a charity event run in memory of josh schutz's brother I believe, and it was raising money for St. Vincent's special needs school in Trumbull. Um, Anthony was at the event, and I imagine as soon as Anthony is back, we can get him to tell us more about the event. But it was successful based on what I heard. So I'm hopefully we will get a more personal more. and detailed description of the event from Anthony once his internet has decided to no longer be. In the wonderful world, words of Alex Tauss, man down. Um,
1: I guess we've also the... got this wonderful thing where our editor is now going to kill us because the audio is going to split.
2: He did tell me recently, actually, that it's pretty easy to put the audio back in because it timestamps when he's in and out. Let, let's let hope for the best.
1: Yep. <laughs> Episode one, <laughs> now with less violence.
2: Episode one, Anthony's internet did, in fact, hear the bell. Um. All right. Well, I guess all we right, can just let's do stats. Anthony doesn't stats. listen to the stats anyway. Yeah. Let's let's go no, with the stats. <laughs> Anthony starts hearing numbers, and his brain starts to turn off. So, <laughs> so, so it yeah. makes sense
1: his internet followed suit.
2: Yeah. So this weekend we tracked nine events with twenty-five or more players in five or more rounds for the purposes of our stats analysis. A lot of this is summarized on www.stat-check.com, where you can look at the meta dashboard and it will break everything down on a meta basis, though not on a weekly basis, although it gets updated with our weekly data every Tuesday. roughly. You can change the date bracket on it as
1: well if you want to look at specific date times. Um, So there are options for that as well.
2: But instead of that, I'm just going to tell you all sorts of weird and funny things about the weekend because I think it's great. So... Prior to this week, we had kind of seen a partial uptake of Nephilim rules, and this is the first week where we've pretty much seen every event take up the Nephilim rules, along with the beginnings of the Codex Space Marine Chaos Space Marines release beginning to be taken up by all events as well. Events, but not players. Yes. (laughs) There's an interesting tidbit about that, actually. So there were over 500 players this weekend and only five Chaos Space Marine players, which made them the... Almost the least played faction. They are the least played mono book faction, I believe, this weekend. That That's kind of sad. That book is better than people are giving it credit for. Yeah, I think that's something we should talk about again this week, probably in our meta analysis section, maybe about assessment of book strength. But instead, we're going to talk about win rates, and then I'm going to talk about some over-up data from the weekend. So our top five hasn't actually changed super dramatically since nephilim started it has changed a little bit uh tyranids and harlequins two totally dead factions are still at the top of our win rates in the first week Totally that's a meme
1: guys we, people have been saying harlequins and tyranids are dead because they got nerfed they're not we're going to use that meme a lot you'll you'll want to get used to us saying that sarcastically unfortunately
2: so tyranids although what we have seen in the beginning of nephilim is that all of the win rates have kind of been compressed a little bit so Tyranids are, dro- have dropped down to 61% as their win rate. They made up about 8.4% of the meta, and I'll talk about their lack of winnings outside of just winning games. So they didn't win any GTs event this weekend, so they don't really have a lot to talk about in that regard. Harlequins are a 58.6% win rate, so they've also kind of sat around 55 to 60% as of late, despite being very dead because of nerfs. The surprise for me, actually, is that we do see Gene Steeler Colt popping up. So Gene Steeler Colt is sub-10 player, so usually I don't talk about sub-10 player data. But I think this is kind of interesting. We saw Gene Steeler Colt pop up at 58.1% win rate this weekend. And this is kind of where we get into one of the first Darling factions for a lot of Art of War and other uh, podcasts. We're talking about Adeptasauritas or Sisters of Battle. They won 57.8% of their games, and we'll talk a little bit more about them and their T-Whip and also their representation at the top of the meta in just a minute. Then we have Chaos Knights and Thousand Suns at 53.8 and 52.5. Drukari kind of at 51, Tau at 51, and then Knights at 50. And actually we have to go a bit before we start to see some other factions that fell out. We have Assyriani and Custodes, who've dropped below 50 for the first time. Now I'm going to skip a bunch of stuff and go all the way to the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) Where we like to live. Where we love to live. Uh, Chaos Space Marines are at the bottom. When we shove all the Space Marine factions into one book, which is how it should be for stats analysis, which is something we can talk about later. So five Chaos players showed up uh, and they won eight games and had a 34% win rate over the weekend. So that's our lowest Mono book faction, the lowest faction with more than ten players was Astramelitarm, who continue their trek towards the bottom despite receiving buffs in basically two, every change.
1: They they got a top three this weekend, uh, a real tournament, so they that'll it's actually probably worth talking about later as well.
2: Yeah. So Astramelitarm had a forty two point two percent. If we pull out the marine factions, because I also want to make fun of marines really briefly, marines have a sub faction at a zero percent win rate. Um, but they also have Imperial Fists at a 20%, Ultramarines at a 25%, and Raven Guard at 33%. So Space Marines are definitely, despite having some successes in other places, have some sub-factions who have decided that they're going to go get buried in a dumpster and then light that dumpster on fire in the process, which it's is an probably accurate representation part of the American map. You're not wrong. Well, maybe just America in general. We're also not going to shy away from the occasional political joke, guys, so be prepared. Um, The other thing that I really want to talk about and that I think is actually really important beyond win rates, one of the things that we'll probably talk about a little bit more later is that win rates can fluctuate pretty wildly week to week, and we tend to joke about it, especially when I talk about sisters being successful this week. It's possible that next week the sisters drop below 50%, you know, for funsies. Um, So so they will now? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, so this week, when we're looking at the best factions overall from a performance standpoint, and by performance I mean taking top fours and then also winning GTs, we have sisters who took 12 top tens out of 90, were top, did five top fours and then won two events. So that means they have about a 22% GT win rate from this week and a 14% top four percentage, which gives them an overrepresentation representation of 2.04. So that means they're twice oh, as represented as what it's you'd predict at, in top fours. I love so they are doing really rip. well. I do love it. over is the best.
1: It, it's Aww. the stat that I think most accurately represents. It doesn't encapsulate everything because obviously a faction can be re- representing really well at the high li- re- highest end, but still having a pretty poor win rate. But what it does is it tells you that those factions have high skill caps. Uh, mm-hmm. if you have a massive over overlap and a really low win rate, it probably means that your faction is just incredibly being badly played by some people, uh, which probably means high skill cap or there's very different lists showing up. Uh, over rep is. Me, one of the, one of those stats that you could just look at and you're like, oh so Harlequins are showing up five times as much as they should in the top far in the top fours. What the hell? maybe this faction's a little bit of a problem.
2: What um, did peak
0: at? Wasn't it like 6 or 7 or something? I think nonsense?
2: they were at like 5.8 or something at their peak. It was almost 6, yeah. They were at like a 5.6 yeah. to 5.7, maybe a yeah. 5.8. Um. So yeah,
1: overrep is one of those one of those stats that we really like because it's an amazing litmus test. It doesn't obviously tell you everything, and that's why we look at a lot of stats on top of it, when it does tell you things. um, But overrepresentation is one of those ones that, in decent enough numbers, tells you a lot, and we quite like that. So expect to hear us harping on about overrepresentation a lot.
2: Yep, It's better than win rate. Win rate is good once you have a lot of data. Um, All statistics are better once you have a lot of data, but win rate in particular is subject to being affected by the small sample sizes quite a bit. Uh, So Tyranids are still doing really well. They are in second place from my sorting, which is I sort by who has gotten the most top 10s and then who has gotten the most top 4s. GT wins is like a good number for like if somebody's winning all of them but I think top four is kind of where we want to look at for how Wall of Action is doing overall. Top four
1: or made or, or tournament winning position are both really good stats to look at for that. Yeah. Like made four o mm-hmm. is a really good stat, and then um, that's one that we really like to use because it covers mm-hmm. what's getting almost to the finish line even though it's not closing the deal, um, yep. and then what is making the top four because the top four gives you a better sample size. If you're looking at like a 50-player event, the top four is the top... 10 to like top 8 percent ish yep you're, you're looking at a good number there and then once you get up to like 100 player top 4 percent, you're starting to cover some really good spreads top 10 becomes a lot more interesting at like super major level um mm-hmm. so obviously what's winning an event is really cool and really important to look at uh or especially if it's winning everything but what's winning one event doesn't really matter one event is a data point uh it's not a full story
2: yep so tiernids are number two so they got 11 top 10 placements and four top fours although they didn't win any events and their overrep right now is about 1.3 so we're doing okay with the overrep for tyranids at the moment despite their win rate um so they're not converting quite like they used to and maybe that's something we can talk about a little bit later is they're winning a lot they're, not they're getting the played door. a lot
1: yeah. winning a lot and getting played a lot kind of go hand in hand especially if you're a very good faction i would say a 1.3 is high but not too high do we kind of do we have a good indicator on what uh a problematic over at percent is like, usually i think anything that?
2: over 1.5 is where we start to get into a problem once you get to two is kind of when you really see problem factions pop up but one to 1. 1.5 is usually okay like that can be an adjustment essentially it can
1: be an adjustment it can be an individual week's variance that kind of thing
2: yeah yeah uh space marines are actually the third place faction because i squeeze every space marine sub-faction together so this isn't like representative necessarily of how every sub is doing. As I mentioned, there are sub-factions like Ultramarines who are only winning 25% of their games. but They had nine top tens, four top fours, and actually won three events. And that's one Black Templar, one Blood Angels, and one Death Watch player who won oh, each cool. an event. Oh, and, actually, cool. and actually, despite their low win rate, uh, Space Marines are at a 083 for overrep, which means they're actually kind of roughly where they should be. But it also means a lot of Space Marines players are perhaps not doing very well.
1: <laughs> they're um, just throwing. Which, again, makes sense. If you were telling the story of a faction, Space Marines are a, a faction of two player bases, really, aren't they?
2: Yep. And they have 13.4% of the representation in the meta right now, which is the highest of any singular book. Yep. Which is pretty much the story across all, except for maybe a couple weeks during the custodies and Tau. Dominance during early or during ninth rather than ninth point five.
1: Yeah, that's uh, another are... one of those things that we've we're gonna continue to try to sum up some of the stats that we we're pulling over from previous previous experience talking about stats for any of the newcomers. Um, we found like one in six, uh, one in seven to one in six players are usually about space marines, and the space marine level seems to be about the limit for what any other faction can hit. Um, we've seen Custodies and I think almost how get there during the very peak of their dominance.
2: Custodies did.
1: Custodies, Custodies Custodies did like one one week they hit that like that 13, 12, 13% mark of the meta. But it's it's very rare and it it seems to be it's not like a hard limit. But obviously as you try to increase your player base more and more, um you're there's less players available to fill that space, less people who are willing to bandwagon, less people without the army available. Um, so right towards the end of when we had seen a really very long stretch of custodes, we saw one faction almost hit, I'm almost going to call it like the Space Marine limit um, mm-hmm. of a faction that's about as popular as Space Marines, almost purely because of performance reasons. Um, yeah. That That's and- kind of, if you see a faction starting to creep up to that 8, 9, 10% mark, when you're saying this is almost as representative as Space Marines, that's another very, very strong indicator that there's a problem, because only Space Marines do that. And Space Marines are very uniquely positioned in Fort k in the fact that they are half of the factions of the game near enough.
2: Right. They're basically two, for a while, right? two factions, Tyranids and Necrons, are around 8 to 9% right now. And Tyranid's, I think, capped at 10 during Crusher Stampede. And a lot of the reason, I think, for people getting really close to Space Marine meta representation numbers is how easy that faction is to collect and transport and paint. Um, Space Marines, as a general, just like being the poster child of Games Workshop's 40k game, means that a lot of people just have a Space Marine Army. Um, But if you only have to collect like 12 models for an army, like you did with some of the Crusher Stampede builds, or maybe less than 20 models in the case of some of those Custodes builds, it's a lot easier to hobby up something, especially when you just have to spray paint it gold, cover it with Reichland Flesh, and maybe pick out some metallic details or plumes and things like that. You usually have a little bit easier of a time you forgot the part where they bake their dice so they only roll four ups well, that's true that doesn't really work like people say it does but that's okay we'll talk about that i don't know I speak, to
1: my, I speak my speak to my heart she's definitely been in the definitely been in the bakery a
2: little bit <laughs> <laughs> i mean there was the one time where i was playing games with a friend of mine who put 1500 points of ultramarines into a squad of five grotesques and there was still one grotesque alive at the end of it that's good You know, those five of Feel No Pain sometimes, they're just real, real feisty. Yeah. So then we have Necrons in fourth place with eight top tens, four top fours, and they actually won a GT as well. And they're at a 1.27, so we're actually seeing something that's roughly where they should be, at least for Necrons. And their win rate's like right around 46%, so they're also in kind of the area for balance. We'll have to see over like the next week or two, whether or not Necrons kind of actually stay at the power level that a lot of people have said that they should. But my guess is probably not, since Necrons kind of have one strategy, which is if I sit in this corner and generate lots of points, can you catch me and kill me? And can you get more points than me? And I bet Siegler will do
1: great playing that tournaments.
2: I don't like using Siegler as a barometer of faction health. No,
0: Admechs really upset about GW doing that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> um, and then I'll just talk really quickly about the other factions who are kind of doing well by overreps. So you have Harlequins, who're at a one point six, which is kind of over a little bit into the realm of where this might be considered a problem. Death I think Guard, any of them. <laughs> Yeah. yeah there's like
1: seven harlequins players and they've all been playing it since the dawn of time now so yeah. like yeah there, there's that that's one of the issues with over on on small small sample sizes is you've got like four people competently playing harlequins at tournament level and they're all pretty good with harlequins now
2: so you've actually seen harlequins kind of stick around to five percent as a really late. i'm actually so they've, surprised they've kind of climbed out of the three to five people playing them and now everybody who had those quickly uh, airbrushed armies kind of still wants to play with them since they paid them up. probably a they're premium still, for some of them. S- still pretty dead. you know. And they're still dead. still dead. They're still good. Yeah, they're
0: still dead. They're just... The, they got fun nerfed, which is sad. Like, they were like, the stuff that is enjoyable. No.
1: <laughs> just like Tyranids.
2: Yeah, there's something about Harlequins that I find really funny, and I think Anthony will agree with me here, is that so? the Harlequins nerf in the most recent balance attempt nerfed Dark. And so uh, Dark's win rate has dropped 44% after the nerf. um Which is yeah. basically Twilight's level. Twilight's around 46. because nobody plays Twilight. <laughs> 24 games. It's like 5
0: Dude, people. People played Twilight as often as Mike Butler said he was going to play Twilight. That faction would have a lot of reps. Yeah. He doesn't. He plays Light. But if, if that happened...
2: And all the win rate is basically in light. Light is winning 63% of its games. So light is still good. Uh, that's because GW still hasn't really nerfed yeah. it. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Being able to move 22 and
0: shoot is the good part? What? what? If only someone could have told you that sooner. I'm over
1: 18 inches away from my light bulb, and I can't hit it. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, Death Guard are also at a 1.6. They're at 1.66. So Death Guard might be seeing... Probably not a resurgence, but there's some stuff that people have been talking about about secondaries, and maybe that's something we can also talk about. Secondaries about aren't how... real. No? Secondaries yeah. imagine, aren't real?
0: Imagine not playing for primary differential and scoring 10 on three secondaries,
2: dude. <laughs> Come but, on. But my favorite thing from this week's stats is that Orcs have a 2.45. That gives them the highest over-rep ratio of every faction from this week. <laughs> that low-key impressive. Yeah. Yeah so they, that's un- they've been unshackled from the
1: burdens of still playing freebooters like it's 2020 and yeah. uh, they're playing real sub factions again
2: they're back on the golf train dude people are getting punched it's true other than we have a bunch of factions who are just kind of at like three top tens or two top tens or one top ten and that's basically thousand suns through chaos marines so one chaos marine managed to make it into the top ten of a tournament which is not what a hero. Super great. That's my people. And then one of the last things that I kind of wanted to talk about is just kind of breaking down some subfaction data just for people, real quick. So for Tyranids in particular, we're still seeing mostly Leviathan as the the winner. Um, although this weekend Behemoth has kind of sprouted its wings and decided to fly a little bit with 23 games played and being a 78% win rate, which is quite high. Um I know that's a small sample
0: size. But that's still really up there.
2: No, it's still really high. So it's not a very large sample size, but it's something to keep an eye on. And I think it's because Behemoth can do that doubling up on cover. And I think people are just using it to kind of try to stay a little bit more durable than they're supposed to. They armor of
1: contempt. Yeah. <laughs> armor, of, armor of Contempt, but it's like that armor you get when you're a kid and you're getting a, going to the Halloween store and it's like, it's probably made of cardboard. It looks like <laughs> chainmail. mail. Like it, it would only really work with other help. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, whatever. It's still
1: technically armor. You're not
0: wrong. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yep. And then the one that I wanted to pull out, just because I thought it was kind of funny, um, is that Ulthway or Oofway, as we like to say, has surpassed Hail of Doom as the most winningest sub-faction. because all the Hail of Craft Doom went, but... yeah, we're going to go play Harlequins again. Yeah, Harlequins yes. are sisters. So U- Ulthway is the best-performing uh, Craftworld Eldar faction at 52% for their win rate.
1: It turns out that ninety five percent of the Halo dudes when it was Manny and Vic, and they're both playing <laughs> sisters now.
2: <laughs> yeah, and sisters are doing quite well, and I guess that's something we can really quickly talk about. So, Bloody Rose is the most common faction, which I think everybody should have predicted by now, by the fact that if you have a supplement, your faction is just better by dint of having it's not more rules. To do
0: with the supplement, buddy. <laughs> It's not the. It's I, not the supplement. You just they have just by far the best.
1: Yes, it's it's they've true. got the, like the supplement's not hurting. Like, they don't have to run Dominions. That That's all the supplement says. <laughs> supplement strong. says 1 CP, you could have a third squad of Zephyr instead of Dominions. Uh,
2: yep. well, the third squad of Zephyr is quite nice. But Bloody Rose <laughs> is at a 61% win rate with 191 games played. Did you know Armywide oh plus, you know plus what attack and AP is really good? Uh, yeah. Valorous Heart has 11 games played. They're at a 45% win rate. And then Argent Shroud is another one at 24 games played and 33% win rate. And then there's a custom one, which is guided by the Emperor's Will and Righteous Suffering, which is just one player, I think. Or maybe two. Yeah, it and it, like if if, Argan, if Argan two Church players. still had its kneecaps after being
1: having them kicked out of it by GWFAQs, it might still be playable. But but it doesn't, so it's not. <laughs> it turns out, we'll... Bloody Rose Zephyr are way better than anything else in that book.
2: And yeah. one of the things to consider is that Harlequin, or not Harlequins, but Sisters of Battle, specifically Bloody Rose Sisters of Battles, have good matchups into a lot of the current meta threats. Um, so they have a 50% win rate against Tyranids, which is pretty good A coin flip against a faction that wins over 60% of its games on average it is quite good. Um, they're also good into Tau with a 67% and also into Harlequins with a 67%.
1: 80% win rate versus Blood Angels.
2: Yeah, uh, almost a 90% win rate against Blood Angels. They do well into Necrons with a 50%. Oh, sorry,
1: I'm looking at the um the two-week data. Um, okay,
2: and then the only factions that they've so far kind of struggled with now that we've fully taken up Nephilim is Chaos Knights, who they have a 33% win rate into, and... Stalkers are on...
1: really terrifying. Yeah, and then You do not want to on... be fair if
2: facing down to nine Stalker Fusilates. You know, those bodies, even though you have a lot of them, start to die real fast once stalkers start shooting you to death. You just need them to take
0: 3-up saves. Once they're off that stupid 2-up in cover, you're good. That's what Bull Tyrants is for, buddy. Well, no, the 2-up, the AP2 does it. You're good. Yeah, Bull Tyrants makes them on that in cover.
2: And a lot of people no, are not taking...
0: They'd be on a 3-up in cover with AP2.
2: I saw the take yeah, recently that sisters' players are, are getting kind of greedy by not taking a second Rhino to protect some of their infantry. And instead taking, like, a third flying unit when they probably should take a second Rhino and stuff it with stuff so it doesn't die instantaneously. That's specifically a gift to Ennis's harpies.
1: The harpies are really nice too, though, because it gives me some of my Venom cannons. That's
2: true. Yeah, I was hearing, I think it was in the Art of War Discord, actually, where Vic was talking about hating uh, harpies with the barbed Strangler equivalent because of all the strength eight AP two damage two weapons that can just get thrown out and kind of pick up infantry that are just randomly strewn around. Oh, the, the Strangle Thorns, yeah. Yeah, the Strangle yeah, Thorn Cannon. They're still garbage weapons, don't run them.
1: No. Yeah, I there agree!
0: Are-
1: <laughs> like, I understand that that 60 points seems really appealing. However, there is nothing better you can put in your list for 60 points after you put in a high tarant as one of Zoanthropes. Just put the Venom Cannons on, kids. It's
2: true. Yeah. And the last thing that I want to touch on during our competitive stats is I just like running through the top 10 from our ranking system, especially this first time, because it's going to amuse me. Um, so we have two different ranking systems on the website, which Ines talked about earlier. We have the, comp- the competitive ranking system or CRS. We like to joke that sometimes it's called the Curie ranking system and you're earning Curies. That's the, because... one, that
1: that's the one we care about. We have the other one because it's interesting and because other yeah. people will care about it. But we like the Curie ranking system because it accounts for faction strength.
2: Yep. And so this one is... Your main faction is determined by the most events played with that faction, and that faction weighs your wins and what factions you win well, against. All of the,
1: the factions is weighted wins for whatever the game was played on it, not
2: by the general. Yep. So it's essentially a faction weighted ranking system for 40k players, um, and we are using it essentially to look at weighing people by how often they shift from top tier faction to top tier faction. So if you just play top tier factions, it will reduce your score somewhat, although. That doesn't mean that you're going to you have a low score. Win anyway. You can okay. just win and have a really high CRS score. And we do also publish the standard Elo, which is not faction weighted, which changes the numbers a little bit.
0: But that's okay. Just a to touch. I only go up like thirty ranks.
2: Yeah, you do only go up like thirty. It's fine. You should so, have
1: you should have lost less on meta factions. <laughs> yeah, I know. I. I fucked up. My well,
2: bad. One of our favorite things to just right now is that Innis is number one on our CSRF <laughs> We debuted our rankings by the original number one. I have nothing to do with this ranking score,
1: but it makes me happy.
2: No, it does make yeah. Innis quite happy. And then second is Manny Chima. Uh, third is Tom Ogden. Fourth is David Gaylard, And then fifth is Vic Vijay. And then the, rounding up the top ten, we have Kyle Grundy, TJ Lanigan, Seth Piper, Brenton Weiss, and Brad Chester. The GOAT.
1: Then we do repping it in for the US in the top five there. David and Vic both taking losses to Manny tanked their scores a little bit. Yep. And
2: then we do have one person playing Astra Militarum in that in like the top twenty, and that's Brett uh Urbanowski, who's playing Astra Militarum and its ranked. Proving that
1: playing a garbage faction and winning sixty six percent of your games is enough to get a really solid score. It's true, do we know what enough. the debut score is for this? I'm assuming it's like fifteen hundred, but I actually don't so, know.
2: So I believe it is 1500, but I'll double check with Curie because it, it looks like 1500 because there's like everybody there's is a, on like
1: so many people are in 1500s. I was gonna say there's like a billion people at 1500. So it's,
2: it's most likely 1500. And yeah, Curie just verified that it is 1500. So just to let you know where kind of Innes is at, he's at 1883 points. Uh, Manny Chuma is at 1876, Ogden's at 1845. Then, if we drop down to the top 10, to breach the top 10, you need over 1,747 points. To break into the top 25, you need over 1,700 points, essentially. Yeah. And then it, it's,
1: it looks like it's fairly hard to score a lot of points quickly as well, uh, especially if you're beating players, because uh, your score will also yes. be based on how strong your opponents are. Uh, so mm-hmm. you need to be playing strong opponents and also beating them uh, in Which
2: order to is... your scores. That's the elo portion of your score. Um, elo basically takes into account the quality of your opponents, um, and then we weigh it by the faction. So we also are looking at how good the faction you're playing is, and whether or not it, it's helping you out. But I mean, it's worth if you look at um, the, the top for for the top five. Myself, David, um,
1: Manny, and Vic are also the four players with the most wins this season. Uh, so just winning cool. games works fine. Yeah, Innes
2: has a 43 and 3 right now. Manny's 46 and 3. Manny's 46 and 3. David is uh, 45 and 7. And then Vic is a 39 and 3. The only outlier is Tom, who has just an amazing ratio. He's 25 and 1, which is incredible, just so you know. Um, He's the only American in the top five because everybody else is either a Brit or a Kiwi. It's true. Uh, So maybe UK dominance in our ranking system, and you all can get mad at us if you want. And then, yeah, if we go down to 32nd, we find Anthony at 1690, which is incredibly respectable, who has 16 and 4. For 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 the reference,
1: there are 6,779 players on the rankings.
2: Yes, and if we all yeah. want to look at how far I am, I think I'm in like the sixteen hundreds for this, if I remember correctly. I mean that's I don't know like, like don't know after top quarter, buddy. <laughs> and yeah. That's okay. I, I am accepting this, but I can't remember. So we'll find I'll find it later. But I think it was in like sixteen hundreds for my ranking on the system. So your average player is a fair bit further down this list. Um Ooh, wow, he's calling himself above average.
0: He is. He went three and two. Though I mean, like, I yeah. you're,
2: if
1: you're in the 1600s, your score is like fifteen twenty, and the median is fifteen hundred. So
2: <laughs> that works. I'll accept it. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't looked at a distribution of wins yet. We That's should definitely. We should do a distribution of that sort. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, go get me a distribution of population by score. Thanks. Yeah. Jeremy. So there are two
1: hundred and nine people above sixteen hundred.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then if I go down to fourteen hundred.
2: There are a lot of people right around 1,500, I believe. Yeah, I, looking at this, it's the
1: vast, vast majority. Yeah, you're looking at two, like seven, 70 people below 1,400 and 200 people above it. So that is 6,500 players are, in, are between 1,400 and 1,600.
2: That's where the vast majority
1: of people are. Yeah. Yep. Most players are average.
2: Mm-hmm. Who'd have thought? weird so that Crazy. is that is covering kind of our stats for this episode i won't always go through the crs i might just go through the top five occasionally when we'll it go it when me. there's
1: when there's big changes um if there's anything super interesting and uh, maybe towards like the end of the season or after a big super major or anything like that but it's it's a stat it's a stat we've got we'll use it if it makes it if it makes interesting things for us
2: otherwise what we'll cover basically on a week-to-week basis we'll cover win percentage we'll cover over rep so we'll talk about who wins events, who gets top four, and how overrepresented they are according to their faction data. And sometimes we'll talk about T-Whip if the motivation strikes me. And then every now and then we'll talk about the ranking system to see where things are going. And then we'll pull out some interesting things about sub-faction data to see what sub-factions are being played, who they're doing well against, and who they're doing badly against. And right now, for example, Bro- Bloody Rose is basically only doing poorly into two factions and that's it. Also, man, Innis took his his tea drinking lessons seriously and has his pinky out while I drinking met the, tea. I met the Queen at
1: a tea party. I will absolutely.
2: <laughs> Sorry, the yeah, queen of Mark Murphy asks of the most valid question: Is that a tiny cup, or is Innis actually a giant? Both. It's the I lid know. of the mug, but it also is it's the lid of my
1: water bottle. But it's also a cup, and I enjoy drinking from it.
2: But that's it for the stats section. So I guess we'll bounce off into our friendly local neighborhood break. analysis. Oh, we're no, five, a minute break. five minute
1: break. Because we're an hour in. Um, we will When we return, so we're going to take a five minute break. We will be sticking around uh, in the live stream. We'll be taking some general banter with the chat, having some questions. Uh, I'm going to go refill my water and grab a drink. And then we'll bounce back for the analysis. And we'll do a short Q&A this week. And then we'll try to get finished up in about 45 minutes time. Um, so you've got just over, just over an hour and 40 of content this week and then we will uh i'll do the plugging and i'll talk about um all of the benefits at the end of the show yep cool i'm gonna and a reminder, like, to the we'll be doing
0: this every week at six eastern five central
1: three pacific and whatever time it is <laughs> 10, in 10 time. p.m utc uh <laughs> currently 11 p.m british summer time <laughs> um anthony do you want to quickly plug the jewel hammer story while i run to the bathroom actually yeah, makes-
0: I'm gonna try this again and hope that the internet gods don't strike me dead while I go for
1: it. <laughs> this so, is your fault, for- Did you win the charity event?
0: Uh we did not. We won challenges, we didn't win in the teams competition okay, so portion. Th-
1: that's why you were struck down for not being good enough at Charity.
0: <laughs> that was a yeah, we tried, but we did not win. Um, I also lost in the tortilla slap competition, which was sad. <laughs> you would think I would be the best at that, but no. Um so. Joel Hammer. I don't know how far it got. I got last time before the internet was just like, no. It died
2: right away. You basically said Joel Hammer, and then you, you froze oh. out. <laughs> and then I did a really terrible job explaining what Joel Hammer was so that people kind of got a continuation. And that's okay. kind of
0: it. So it's run by Josh Shoots, who uh, runs the event in memory of his brother Joel, who has passed away. And the proceeds go to the school that Joel went to, which is St. Vincent's School in Connecticut um it was a really funny event there was a bunch of stuff that happened as people donated so like as money came in things happened for example while i was playing sean uh naden in our game with my Emperor children my team beat his team in a challenge so i got to put four mortal wounds on gaz on turn one before he moved um but then in his turn when he called the Waw, someone donated a hundred dollars which gave gaz infantry and fly uh which <laughs> which are <laughs> Pretty good keywords to give that guy. I don't know if you guys are familiar but, uh, so yeah, he rolled a, uh, he rolled a six on his advance, moved 16 with fly straight into the center and punched my possessed into the sun. Um, so it was pretty wild. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of wild nonsense that happened in those games. It was a super good time. We raised a bunch of money for charity. I think the, uh, GoFundMe still up. I'll try and grab a link for that. If you guys want to donate obviously i would super appreciate that as would josh oh and all the vods are on twitch.tv slash team battle brothers and that's my joelheimer stuff
2: nice <sighs> and yeah so, i the goal fund me looked like it was still active last i checked as well i think it is i'm gonna just post it in chat and hope we're in the break now so we're just gonna uh
1: this is the bit that will probably get clipped clipped out and i'll be on the youtube um we hope you guys are enjoying yourself so far uh we're um not new to this but we're still we're still new to this uh on the grand scheme of things so we're still figuring things out we'll still be figuring things out properly on this end for a while we're working on some of the technical stuff behind the scenes we'll be looking at hopefully getting some of the meta stats I think Nathan we actually gave we're going to give Nathan permission to do all of the um looking at vid looking at images and some of that thing so we can pull up the stats on the show while we're talking hopefully in a little box that goes uh, on one of the sides because we've got a little bit of space there where we can pull up Factor one rates and things like that to have a little bit more of a visual effect going now. Yeah, well, that's well, uh, that's well, work in progress.
2: So that you don't have to listen to me like dryly talk my way through um through seventeen spreadsheets. Of yeah. Although, also, I have to make sure then to control my clicking because uh I don't know if anyone's actually ever watched me as a computer, but I kind of just bounce around like a madman while doing it. Uh, I do you do like that.
1: the um? Like the MOBA player style thing where like you right click like next to your character a million times to move and stuff like that.
2: I highlight things a lot as I read them. So I'll like highlight and off highlight things as I go. So I'll click on something like a hundred times while I'm reading it, which annoys people around me a lot. Also, it was probably why I got a complaint from an editor of a podcast once about me clicking too much on stuff. You should do that, (laughs) Les.
1: Um yeah coming coming from playing like games like league of legends and uh even like warcraft 3 as a kid if you're moving units you want to move as close to your character as possible so your reaction speed if you need to change direction is really quick so you end up moving by like click here click here click here click here click and then you just kind of like slowly walk along like this and you switch directions and you're just clicking every time as you go back and forth and you click like I said, your character to like strafe back and forth instead of just like clicking yeah. one place and walking to it which would be so much easier and not give you rsi but no, I, I, it was very important. I have arthritis on my middle finger, so I'm really yeah, working that, on that. <laughs>
0: that. That's a that's a Poe, baby. Poe does that. In WoW, you can just hold the right click and mouse turn, and then move with your keys. But in Poe, it's like click 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 yep. click until you die. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. Need, needle spot and pressing is a hallmark of uh, play for of playing any stupid competitive game like that. It's like magic players and shuffling flicking cards as they shuffle through them. It's like if you're not flicking your cards, you're not doing it right. Forty k players <laughs> just sit and clack their dice in their hand. Oh, I do that. Yeah, me too. Everybody, I... you, you got your,
0: everybody's got their tech, right? Yep, that is mine.
1: I
2: was really oh, sad when I didn't get to play Anthony because apparently Anthony just talks nonstop at the table.
1: I need to catch Anthony on TTS sometime now that he's playing it again.
2: He doesn't yeah. actually do it as much on TTS. He like no, because he doesn't have like this weird shark thing where if he's not talking, he's not breathing, basically. Like, sharks have yeah. to move to breathe, which is not true, but you're not there. Um, but Anthony basically has to talk, or he dies at
0: the
1: table, apparently.
0: That's true. It's also, like, a shark thing, because I'm, like, following you. I'm, like, very
1: close to you while you play. I'm just like, hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> do, do you guys have a tell for when a game's went badly, like, for something you do, like, stance-wise? No.
2: It's when I, Anthony walks up to the I, table. I stand
1: in, like, the gorilla <laughs> stance with my hands fisted down on the table, staring at it. Oh, like, are yeah. you one of those? <laughs> 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 it's like i'm clearly focusing yeah, way too hard on this game yeah yeah it's it's just such an easy because you're just like frustrated and balling your fists but you also want to be looking it's like yeah <laughs> yep. just angrily gorillas dancing at the tape
0: as it turns out the uh the aggressive play style tends to elicit that from folks i have seen that a whole
1: lot in my time in 40k it's great when you win anyway and you're just like i've just stood here and been like an asshole for 30 minutes for no reason yep <laughs> yep i've just she been pleasant to play my oh, favorite God. I
0: consider it a victory if I can elicit that stance turn one with Death Company. That's always my goal when I play Blood Angels. If I can make someone do that immediately by like killing five hundred points, that's that's when we're
1: in the money. I think this specific one. I do that when I have to think about a game. If I'm winning, I'll just do whatever. But if I'm like I'm gonna to have to think about this game, I start being like aggressively staring at the board. If I'm losing, I sit there and I just don't stand up.
0: <laughs> oh, you're a you're a sad sit boy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You have like all
1: the classic. I don't I don't though. sit that's much. So funny. But really i sit so much whenever it's no, not i don't sit, i don't I'm sit, I don't sit when i play i i will go and like sit on the floor somewhere if i'm just waiting for my opponent to finish their turn uh but if i'm sitting at a table if i'm sitting at the table unless there's like nowhere else to go it's probably because i'm like oh i just need to sit down and think <laughs> i i sit whenever it's not my turn that'll be a question i put in the, one of the interview I... ones it'll be um what's your what's your 40k tell
0: yeah, because you you have
1: one you just don't know what it is if you don't have i know one.
0: what mine is you can tell when i'm lining up to go because i get a little bit quiet and i'm like
1: come on dude give me give me the turn give me the turn
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, like i you can see it when their turn is coming to an end my pupils get big like like a shark my eyes turn all black and i'm like my go me and i'll say it like that <laughs> my turn?
1: Yeah. Yeah, when, when I'm winning, I like to ask my opponent if their phase is over yet. They're <laughs> just like, so is that is that the last unit shot? And I'm like, no, I still like seven more units. So is that the last unit shot? Yeah.
0: My favorite is the uh is actually is a new thing with Emperor's Children is getting to the end of their charge phase and being like, Are you done now? And then we get into the fight phase and like start of the fight phase. <laughs> Brrr, no one activates! <laughs> Pow
2: <laughs> this. Uh, basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: see meanwhile the like more and more like focused i get the quieter and quieter and like angrier looking i get at the table
0: yeah nathan goes internal it's a thing that
2: happens <laughs> yeah, which makes my opponents visibly uncomfortable sometimes because i just like dead face at them and they don't, I, I was described well. um for those of you who know uh,
1: Zach Becker, who runs the UKTC series events, like the LGT and all those ones, I was described as the calmest looking person going into a finals ever, because I was waiting for Manny and Vic to finish their game because they started after us, and they were playing chess club and they went down to the time. I was lying down in a corner, just like on the floor next to a table, like having a nap. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it's the calmest I've ever seen anybody. I was like, I feel great about this game. <laughs> Do we want to anyway. talk
2: about Nephilim stuff? Yeah, let's talk about oh, Warhammer. second half. Woo! <laughs> where where and Anthony talk a lot about stuff, and I try to understand all of it. <laughs> so that's I actually
1: can't talk about stuff this week. It's submission week for WTC. <laughs> so why don't we have to?
2: We can talk though about why everybody's down on the chaos book and why they're wrong about it. Oh, yeah, well, that, that's fun. good. We're glad to talk. We can both completely, to our hearts' content, yeah. talk about that one. That's not
1: relevant this year. Yeah, we're we're free from that one. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it.
2: So,
1: uh, Art of War released their tier list today, and <laughs>
2: do, we, do we want to dunk at, on how Art do you, how, do you
1: feel, how, how do you feel about Art of War's uh, uh, Legion tier list?
2: Let's go with that I as need, a jumping point.
0: I need to see a final version. If someone can produce me
1: a final image. One second and might... I'll get it for
2: you. I'll get it for you guys while you talk.
1: Okay. Well, all I remember is they put Iron Warriors in B tier and it hurt me. Listen,
0: I can live with that. It's the Black Legion... In the competitive staples tier. Now.
1: Maybe they mean Abaddon is competitive staples because he is Black Legion.
0: Maybe what they mean is these will be played a lot. And that's true. There's a ton of ultramarines at every event. Regardless of how good they are.
2: Are we ready for it? I've got it for do you. you. Have a, for it. Can you, have can you put it on
1: screen if possible?
2: I'll... I can. I will see How
1: two. do I do this?
2: Oh, I can share, share my screen.
0: Yeah, look at you. i will do it. You all had this power the entire time, by the way, on the last show, and you just made fun of me for not using it. You have to. Well, um, I didn't want to. I think you have to too.
2: add it though, so people I can see it. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna pretend that there's not a Discord that I was looking at behind it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. So we Wait, have zoom
1: in a bit. hide your bookmarks.
2: <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? What just, bookmarks? just full full screen the image, Nathan. Fine. <laughs> Here you go. So. Shh. So we're gonna we're gonna say tournament staples, strong choices, yep. perfectly balanced, flawed choice, and YGwy are the no five. Ended
0: tiers. Up in YGwy.
2: Nobody they printed. Did. They know they printed
1: the right the Alpha Legion and Night Lord rules, right?
0: Yeah, they could just go down one. If this was Knockman, both of those, by the way, go up into like strong choice, but not anymore.
1: <laughs> not much of that, NACP? Yeah, let's.
0: Yeah. That's some other...
1: great boiler
0: traits, relics, and stratagems, and you get to use none of those now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, start Don't worry about
2: it. Me. One of my favorite things, though, is that. Just a bit of Art of Art of War just ne- inflates so many of its tiers that it's kind of funny, but that's for a different show. Yeah, we there's no There's no beef for balanced.
1: No, yeah. I mean, I know they have it in there, but so we have Wordbearers and Black Legion, then we have Emperor's Children and Creations of Bile. In we strong have, choice, yeah. In strong choice, we have World Eaters. I'm assuming Red Corsairs and Iron Warriors, and yep. I'm in Iron Warriors are in there. Iron Warriors are so much better. Uh, and then Alpha Legion and Night Lords in Flawed Choice.
0: Okay, so on that note, we don't really need the image anymore, now that I know what ended up where. So I'm going to pull that. Cool. All right, so it doesn't make me irate, but I'm not thrilled. Um, I will say this as an Art of War coach uh i often disagree with my my co-workers and my teammates um which is honestly part of why i'm on the team because they need someone with a different perspective and you don't like theirs you can ask me for mine so the thing with the chaos groupings is that i think that flatline, like outright the most powerful ones are some combination of word bearers iron warriors and children we're bears iron warriors and creations of isle Isle. um i think that emperor's children are really good if you are really experienced i don't think that emperor's children are the most powerful just in a vacuum i think if you have like a bunch of experience as a player and you're already able to take control like if you're comfortable enough with the fight phase to take control of it and you're really good at using getting the most out of your characters then emperor's children is really good i think outside of those specific instances like the broad spectrum of what emperor's children offers especially at like the chapter tactic level is good but not insane what word bearers, creations and iron warriors all offer just at the chapter tactic level is bananas when so tell us what the of chapter the best tactics, tactics we've are seen, for those
2: yeah. legions
0: yeah i can do that what did you say us
1: it's just one of the best ways of chapter tactics we've seen at the base level in a while really
0: yeah, yeah, they have the strongest chapter traits or legion traits yeah, of like, like any Nids given thing.
1: in a couple of ways compete, and that's about it. um...
0: I would say Nids are worse now that they can- they aren't as adaptive.
1: I think Leviathan just kind of sits there and says, "I don't care." Uh, that's true. That's um, true. The Lovey one in particular is quite good. Yeah. But, so uh, to run through them super quickly, Iron Warriors is ignore all cover, not even just like light cover, light dense nope. and heavy, no heavy cover. um... And they also turn off wound rerolls army wide. Yep. Which is quite good.
0: So this is unit enabling for them, and that I think we should the we way should do this is actually what I just started to do. So I'm gonna just take yeah, the we'll run just, on We'll this.
1: talk through Iron Warriors What we don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll go chapter tactic analysis and then yeah. run from there. So I think the thing with Iron Warriors is that it's unit enabling in a lot of ways for a lot of units. This is not even touching on their stratagems and stuff. Something like a heldrake is a lot better the second it's ignoring all types of cover. And also, you can't re-roll to wound against it, so your consistency in killing it is much lower, combined with a stratagem to make it act on top bracket, means that that thing is terrifying unless you kill it. So, yeah. Those types of benefits make things that are already good better and, and act as an enabler for things that are kind of on the
1: fence. Iron Warriors are your... Good. They make low AP shooting actually a viable option. Uh, yep. no, they don't make it amazing, but they make it competitive enough that you're not like you can rely on it a little more than you could in a faction where you're going to get your minus you're going to get it reduced on db1 by cover and then reduce another one by armor attempt and then these are saving you on twos at least with that with iron warriors are saving you on threes you're doubling your damage output it's just very efficient that way and then they make your defensive resilience really high by turning wound reroll so if you already got good damage output iron warriors make your resilience High enough to match. It doesn't make it insane. Like you're still, you know, a lot of the toughness four, toughness five, which will, you know, you'll still be safe getting wounded on twos, threes, fours, a lot of the time. But it means that there's that that little efficiencies get taken away. You don't get the lieutenant re rolls, uh, and then anything that's like full wound re rolls. Playing pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Playing in yeah. salamanders fairly frequently because we were testing them for WTC has um just. It's been good. It's it's not amazing, but I think that they're working with a better set of data sheets than either valorous hearts style or just sound as in general is um there are just more things that benefit from being you no know, reroll to wound in space in chaos space marines you don't so, have the big you don't get the big demony things like you don't have a lord discordant that doesn't just randomly die to reaper blur because it rerolls to wound and doesn't and doesn't spike low or anything like that uh um, yep
0: so some big things that push i would just want to so dan crowden at dan cowden asked Turning off wound rerolls hasn't propelled salamanders or the sisters' order that have it into much success. Why is Iron Warriors different? And the answer to that is pretty much what Innis just said, but also, Iron Warriors can have their Terminator block B and just strap in trans hitmen with no rerolls, which is you cannot hit them on a one, two, or three, and you don't get to reroll against them. They can be, they turn off your wound rerolls off the rip. They can be minus one to be wound, They can be minus one damage. And they can have a five up field no pain. Or a four bottom will
1: save if you go um zinch instead.
0: Uh you could do it as zinch, yeah, but then you're much slower. So broadly. You, will, you are a...
1: you, you shouldn't, but you could go um yep. there, you also get to ignore the first field save. So there is benefits to being done. Um, but you're very vulnerable to getting fight lasted and dog piled done. Yeah. Uh then yeah, you're also you're looking at four attacks each at AP3, um, plus whatever power fist chain you want to book in there, bunch of comboers, yep. they're all ignoring cover. Uh, you can advance, so shoot with the Remain Stationary Stratagem, uh, the Deep Strike. They do, they do all good things. You can make them obsec with Bastion, and also post them to hit in combat, uh, or yep. Overwatch on 5, so if you're scared of that, that's a very good way to buff them up. Um, yep,
0: the broad strokes buffs of Iron Warriors are a lot stronger than what a lot of other books, books are dealing with, um, and their ability to buff Demon Engines specifically as well as their own Terminator block, they can make demon engines or a uh, machine spirit unit minus one to be wounded, which is a big deal on some of the, like a lot of the units. They've
1: also got um, the uh, minus one, the five of field of painting is moral stratagem that isn't uh, but generic. So that gives you tank, yep. tank stats against things like zone tropes or um, a particularly egregious, like blessed bulls or something like that, where you just really need to keep yourself alive. Uh, they have options for that.
0: Yep. So it's really, really, really strong. And they're, Uh, their group, like, their book secondary is not good, but their broad spectrum is good at, like, some of the action stuff and things like banners, because you're not taking objectives away from them, It's just not happening.
1: All right, let's do Bile, because Bile is probably my favorite, even if I do think armor is stronger. Uh, Bile
0: is what I would be playing if I wasn't such a bitch and I wasn't so scared of them getting nerfed. (laughs)
2: Very, very so why would why would all get nerfed?
1: Is kind of a good thing to start with. So maybe it's their a, Legion gives you their wide. chapter tactic, and then you can remi- we can uh, ask for a blast from the past. Uh, yeah. So the <laughs> last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So their so their cha- oh you got it. Yep. I did the last one. Go for it.
0: Okay. Their chapter tactic is that they get plus one strength and plus one movement army wide on everything that gets the Legion trait, and they get a full fight on death whenever they are killed in melee. And that is
2: Bananas. <laughs> the blast from the past there is Nathan. So Dark Harlequins used to have full fight on death in melee when they were killed. And instead, GW nerfed it in the most recent balance patch to you deal a mortal wound on a five up when you're killed in melee instead. Four up. Sorry. Four up. It's bad either way. Let's be honest. Caps at six our target or something like that as well. I don't think it is capped. I think it just happens.
0: I don't think it has an upper limit either. Most of those squads don't have a size large enough for that to make sense. Who's running more than ten mans, and why would it? (laughs) Yes, yes, Dan. The fight on death for
2: creations while is only if they haven't activated yet. It was the same thing for Harlequins. Dark Harlequins only got it if they hadn't activated. That's just bananas.
1: It is. Yeah, it's so
0: much damage. Bonkers, powerful. So the like. Uh, so I'll go into this a little bit more when we hit Emperor's Children because there is actually another reason that I'm playing Emperor's Children instead but the fact that when you go into any given fight phase with creations you're like we both die not like I die both of us go down together here is rough because a lot of their units aren't reliant on like stratagems and stuff like that to do damage at least the units you're not ta- you're taking in bile mm-hmm. so you're totally happy to just activate with your data sheet and slam the person that hit you um, it's It makes like a lot of builds really powerful because obviously like if you kill one of their characters you get hit by a full gas chaos character for the, you know, reward of getting them dead at the end of that but that sometimes doesn't even matter anymore at that point they've probably killed whatever they hit. Now you're hitting them back. I hope you can do it in shooting or with psychic because you're not doing it in melee without getting hit again. They also
1: have so, one of the few generic sources of advance and charge that doesn't rely on like a roll. Uh, Red Corsairs have oh, an army wide. Great. And then there is a Sunesh Letney for it, which is core character only, but obviously can't use that for in a transport. Uh, Bile says "No charge phase, 1 CP, advance and charge. Any core or character unit might be just core. It's core. Uh, core. So um, notable, notable inclusion in that. Ten plague marines with all of the plague weapons from the garage sale down the corner.
0: Really forget plague real marines.
1: Ten zirkers, corn berserkers.
0: I'm just, yeah. yeah.
1: I really like it with um the plague marines because they get loads of weapons. But yeah, um corn berserkers are the one of the massive standouts. You can just dunk like fifty what is it, fifty one attacks out of yep. the ass end of nowhere. And just be yeah, like, from with strength
0: yeah. six or five AP three damage one, it's just like pow. Yeah.
1: You uh, you mi- you missed Swarmlord, right? Right? <laughs> it's not quite that, but rhinos are good. Rhino rhinos are better than deploying on the board. So, yeah, uh, it's true. Rhinos are
0: some like they're not hard to kill. They're like difficult to kill adjacent now, yeah. though. And which behind is walls,
1: good. they're you know tough enough. Uh, yeah. They also bile have my favorite combo in the book, which is the um, surgical precision warlord trait for bile, which is the on four to wound you automatically wound and gain additional EP, and the Zinch demon weapon that says yeah. you ignore invulnerable saves in combat. So you just put that on a Demon Prince and you go, all right, mm. if I roll a four, uh, that's AP three, AP four, damage three, and ignores invulnerable saves. Just- Dude, the Demon Prince
0: is amateur hour. You put that on a this- disco. Yeah, but
1: it only affects one of the weapons and it's only damage two.
0: But the... Well, it's damage three against vehicles and... The auto winning on fours would also affect the rest of his yes, profiles. Yes, is. It is very good on
1: both, but I find yeah. the, it is faster on the Demon Prince, which does have a decent amount of merit with uh, movement thirteen and fly.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, your movement thirteen just without fly on the Disco, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but you've seen, you've tried maneuvering Disco Lords and adjacent I, things on wc style boards, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, they're my first army. I I remember the battle days. Yeah,
1: uh, but, we can talk yeah. about the um the Master of Executions combo. later. Well, now. we might as
0: well do that now, because it's actually, I think, on, I, it's definitely at its best in Creations of Vile. Yeah, so, go for it. in Creations, so what you do is you take a Master of Executions, and you upgrade his weapon to be the Nurgle Demon Weapon. Uh, The Nurgle Demon Weapon says every time you hit with this weapon, you automatically wound, and it ignores damage reduction. Things that would ignore damage. Yeah, it's the same damage as with
1: axe. So, feel no pain, so, damage caps, and change damage count, and change damage to zero. Or yep, reduce so the damage it, to zero.
0: Fun interaction with this guy is when he's in his wanton bonus, um his weapon gives you sixes to hit or a mortal wound in addition or are two mortal wounds. So, and then you would normally end the attack sequence, but because you're in your wanton bonus, you get a save at his AP three damage to profile that now ignores damage caps and you get two mortal wounds, which is super hot. Um, you can give this guy the relic or not the relic, the warlord trait uh, hatred incarnate. I think it's called. For reroll uh, hit rolls, and he gets an extra strength and attack on the Charger when he does his 6-inch Heroic, which
1: is super good. Unfortunately, those mortals don't ignore the Philippine damage cap because they're not applied by the weapon. Um, they're... Uh, they're- they're part of the weapon rule.
0: I don't know how that works. I would need to They're have not a rule
1: on... dive into that, but I think it's only when they're dealt as part of an attack and they're on the hit roll, which isn't the same thing, but I would need to have a proper look into that.
0: They're part they're, so they're not it's not a data sheet rule for him, it's on the weapon and you would only get them when attacking with that weapon.
1: over oh, there. I'll be
0: back in one second. Yeah. yeah, I don't actually know. I think if they apply for the Reaper, they would apply for this would be my logic, but yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> Let's do. And this looks at Codex. This is what yeah. people
1: are really here for.
0: Well, it's- I mean, this is an important interaction, right? Because like this matters a ton for the Reaper, and if it works on this guy too, then that's bananas. Well, I mean, you've
1: seen the WTC ruling for the Reaper, right? Let's not go into. Yeah,
0: but that's that's different for the WTC rather than like most events ruled that the Reaper. Which to be works. Fair, the
1: WTC is kind of right. It's a pain in the ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is.
2: Yeah, so the WTC, for people who don't know, have right. ruled that you can shrug the mortal wounds caused by the Reaper, just not the normal weapon damage.
1: Yeah, it's basically because you don't know which model the wound was applied to because the mortals happen at the end and it's not all in the same sequence. Yep. It would not work. So it should work against single models then, right? Uh, yeah, no, because it's when the model. it's when the attack is applied and the mortal wounds happen at the end because they're not applied with the attack. It's bizarre.
2: I know. But that is technically how it works. It's this really is confusing. this is where me and Ennis most recently, like I just stared at him for a long time because that logic doesn't make any sense when you move yeah. from multi, multi-model units to single-model units. But that's neither here nor there. So I would assume for WTC, you'd probably see a similar ruling for this yeah. weapon. But currently, it would probably, in non-WTC matches, unless your TO has ruled it differently, then you're probably going to be able to have people not be able to ignore the mortal wounds caused by...
0: I mean, either way, it's it's super good. But the reason this guy (laughs) is specifically so good in Bile is that even if you can, like, avoid him or, like, interrupt and kill him, he's just hitting you at least once if the person doesn't mess up their character screening.
2: Yeah. While Ennis looks this up, I guess we can talk a little bit maybe about word bearers because that's not like.
1: No, well, it's pretty yeah. straightforward. Oh, do we have any oh, we have questions? I have you questions. We have question. don't we can do have questions. I don't think it works on reading because the attack sequence ends and then the attack's not applying more wounds because the attack is over. Uh, and it's only when the attack causes you to uh take damage that you can't use any rules to prevent it but i would probably want to see it i would probably want an FAQ on that just to clarify because it's really really awkward wording on both that's ends fair. like arguing for yeah. and against feels really difficult that's yeah. fair
0: i think the against is a little harder just because like you're arguing so like if the attack didn't cause the mortals where did they come from magic <laughs> that's how <laughs> i always end up in
2: places like this where it's like what <laughs> so um what are, what's the creation to bile secondary and is it any good it's like it's kill things. Good. It's just kill things. It's one of the yeah. best in the book. Yeah, kill stuff in melee. Okay, that's you. what I was about to ask. If it was kill things in melee, is it one victory point per unit you kill in melee?
1: No, so you get. I'll let Ennis read it because it's gonna three victory full. points for character and monster, and two for any other unit.
0: Oh, that's really good. Yep. And you can get both in a turn if I'm not mistaken.
1: Uh, yep, and you also get one bonus attack if you killed at least one uh one bonus marines three. unit. Uh, hmm. during the game as well oh well, that's fun yep
0: maybe it's yeah it's super strong like you can get up to five points you a turn cannot score secondary. five points
1: a turn it's choose score oh. one of the one of the victory conditions oh okay you, I score, was like, two,
2: that you score two or three which yes. is so you yeah. score two so if you good. kill the
1: unit three if you kill the character or monster
0: yep Yeah. it's still good that's good for likely a 10 in most games
1: yeah, you're probably looking at like you're probably not getting it turn one unless your opponent goes first and plays really aggro. But then after that, you're probably looking at like two threes and two twos pretty comfortably,
2: right? Or yeah, if they have, or if they have flyers and you decided to run Innis's favorite model, that anti flyer nonsense. If you can get oh, that in range to charge, uh, vehicles don't count. But you'd have to kill like a harpy. kill, we're talking yeah, about kill killing harpies. Yeah, you yeah. kill harpies with it. Or doom I guess doom aren't monsters; they're vehicles, so that doesn't count. They aren't. Yep, remind me. Right, let's do Emperor's Children, Anthony. Shall you would you like to
1: walk us through the glory that is the first Legion?
0: The Third Legion. Technically, the next one up is Wordbearers, though.
1: Unless you you want to do do Emperor's Children.
0: So i do do Word
1: Bearers now, because Word Bearers was the, the most broadly powerful was one of the things yeah because I think
0: they're the most broadly applicable. Emperor's children is like a personal thing.
1: I really like um, all three of this as well and I'm struggling to I'm struggling to write list that aren't arm warriors because I keep just looking at no rerolls to wound on these terminators. It's so good. Uh, and no then everything else the just kind of makes me really go good. makes me just go, I don't care about anything else. I just want to have Terminators that I say no, this is like invisibility.
0: Um, yeah, pretty much. So the word bearers, do you want to take the chapter trait? Because I did the last.
1: Yeah. So it is, you get a featherfield against mortal wounds uh, and you re-roll hits in the first round of combat. Yep. So pretty pretty good. Very simple. Very simple. <laughs> reroll hits, by very the way. Good. Not
2: ones. Just everything. Yeah, all
1: of them. <laughs> Remember, yeah. Popper Prince's Gene Sealers from Eighth Edition? No, you don't. But they were great for a little bit, uh, and this was their entire gimmick: was that you didn't need to run like any buffs for a while because you just had like real uh, possessed, really difficult to buff. Not with this. heldrakes really difficult to buff. Not with this. Yep. Don't run that's heldrakes true. and Warbearers. It's, don't do that. Yeah, that's. But like that's Venom probably Venom probably. Crawlers, really, really solid with this. Possessed, incredible. Yep. Uh, it doesn't work on Cultists, obviously, um, but it makes your characters just a lot more consistent. Uh, when you combo stuff with like when, like Flames of Spite, the world trait that makes you re-roll wounds and do more wounds on sixes. Uh combine that with reroll hits in the first round of combat, you are getting Drazar.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're off to the races. Um so yeah, it's super good. They have a bunch they have the best dark apostle because only their apostle can chant twice. Um and they have they all do on
1: twos, but theirs does it twice, which is insane.
0: Yeah, and some of their they can give it re-rolls too if they want. Um some of their like warlord traits and relic stuff in particular is really good. They can give a unit of possessed, plus one strength and plus one AP, or any demonkin unit actually. I think it is. They, have um, they can an also cast spell. Yeah, that's a stratagem. Yeah, um,
1: cast spell, also cast a spell stratagem.
0: Yeah, yeah, that you have failed notably, which is weird. But the <laughs> um, the other thing that they have is a you can put on a dark apostle who is going to be chanting twice, which is when you successfully chant, you get ACP,
1: um, If which you is... roll a dice and the result is higher than the current battle round. Is that part of it? Yeah. Oh, I think that is part of it, yeah. 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 There's, like, a little... So you get, like, fifth. You get like two shots on a 2-plus on turn one, and then two shots I mean, on you... a 3-plus, and then... So on. Frankly,
0: you want it early, so who cares? <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably so that's good for
1: three, maybe four CP over the game. That's plenty. It's, it's better pretty than good. nothing. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's pretty good for one CP.
0: Yeah, so... They between that and their like stratagems are really good too they have like a bunch of different good ones so like yeah they're broad spectrum like everything is good when it's in word bearers basically and their secondary is also good um, which is essentially do an action in the middle of the board the action does not prevent you from doing the dark apostle prayer or doing the any spell casting um, and you get victory points, which combos really nice really nicely with warp
1: ritual. Yes, So you can do a regular action and a psychic action with a dudes in the middle. Because you can just go action and a spell, because the the first doesn't break the second.
2: That's with the master possession, isn't it? You do it with anybody. Okay, I'm just curious. Uh, it I might be character because you
1: can do it with a Belfar acolyte. Oh
0: yeah, well you can't
1: You can't do warp a warp ritual Belphar without acolyte. a character. Yeah. yeah. So we need yeah. to be a sorcerer or master possessions. Oh
0: yeah, to do both with one dude, yeah, it would have to be a character.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, but the second one
0: would be in and of itself. Word
1: bears hard. are like the the other side of the coin to Iron Warriors, kind of, where they take anything that's kind of good in combat and has good other stuff and then makes them insane in combat. Instead of doing the other way around where you yep. take stuff that's very good in combat and you make it very good defensively, you, you're kind of the flip side of the coin. And a lot of units that are good in one are also good in the other. Um, a lot of the baseline units just like having those buffs um either you become a little bit more of a glass cannon but you become really good at the cannon side or you turn that glass dial down a little bit um so stuff like yeah. possessed is insane on both sides but the units that are really good in both sides like venom crawlers love being warbearers. um they do so Bells much like for that. Arborers, right? they, they, they like yeah. rbr wars a bit less because i think their damage output is just not consistent enough but
0: yeah they're also really good in creations
2: uh fight on death venom crawlers with strength eight is really annoying <laughs> <laughs> So, Anthony, we've (sighs) talked a little bit about these other legions and why they're so good. So why are you taking Emperor's Children? Because you said you had a reason beyond the fact that you just love them dearly. Anthony, I like how everyone fights for fight or death and the only access to fight last in the Codex.
1: That's true. That was very fast.
0: Welcome to the the fucking third legion, kids. So the (laughs) thing with Emperor's Children is that they are the only access to fight last in the entire Codex. They have broadly the most consistent offense of anything. And Lucius are...
2: Is it well, Lucius who gives the fight last, or is that a stratagem?
0: So, the way the fight last works is that Lucius has it on his data sheet, and there's a stratagem in addition to it that is an epic deed, which will be important for later. Um, and the way they work is that if you're within three inches of a Emperor's Children character, or Lucius specifically, obviously, for his datasheet one, you can be made to fight last. Now, that, in a vacuum, is quite strong. But... They have a couple things that take this to 11. So there is a one CP strat to give any character in the army a six inch heroic, which is obviously super good when you're trying to maneuver to get within three inches of something so you can fight last it. Over top of that, there is a relic that is a generic relic called the mantle of traders that can make a epic deed stratagem free once per game. So if you put that on your Lord discordant, he can spend a CP heroic six inches and then fight last something. Um, notably Lucius can spend ACP heroic six inches, then spend two more and fight last two things. This is extraordinarily powerful in an army that has army wide, essentially outside of the possessed strikes first. Um, so what you're looking at when you play emperor's children is an army that in Nephilim particular doesn't have super good warlord traits or relics, which means that you're not spending pregame on things like that. You're, you have a super powerful suite of stratagems, which you'll be able to use throughout the game now because of how CP cycling works. And you have entirely, like, entire control of the fight phase. I played, I've played i played a bunch of games as them now. Um, I played against Sean Naden, who's pretty good uh, at fight phase stuff. And he charged me with most of his Orcs army and lost more stuff than I did in the fight phase. Like, he didn't get stomp him good that turn in his Watern. turn. Like, it just... It's out of hand. Like, it, you, the amount of control yeah. you get in the fight phase is wild.
1: I think the only, the only faction we've seen that has the same kind of level, and even then I'm not even sure it's close to it, is um, Gene Cult, which had incredibly good fight phase control with, um, yeah. like, the blip tokens being able to just 1 CP make things fight last with no restrictions, or almost yeah. no restrictions. Um, Emperor's Children do that, but they have also data sheets. Um, the shooting is generally worse, but that's, you know, not quite the same. Shooting's worse, right. mobility's worse, but the data sheets are better to back it up. Um, and that is yeah, a very data sheets are role. much better.
0: And it's also easy to find good shooting in Emperor's Children. So there's a there's a unit that I want to talk about in Emperor's Children because I think I'm not seeing enough people use this, and I'm not even using it right now. But in general, it's really good. Um, so you can make a noise marine unit that has mostly chainswords. So you take four guys with the chain. Uh, you take three guys with the chainsword. The sergeant takes a power fist an icon and a chainsword, and you take one blastmaster. And the unit is like 135 points. And for that, you get probably the best gun in the entire army. The entire thing is an obsec troop unit. The sergeant punches you four times on twos with a power fist. And the rest of the squad stabs you a whole bunch with chain swords Again, on twos. The unit is really versatile for what it does. You can put two in a rhino. It does like a lot of really good things. And more importantly, it's a troop. So it's cheap, shoots really hard, and is really good. An army with four to six of those is just an army. Like, you can't go wrong with that in your troop slot, and then you can kind of build backwards from there. I also think that Emperor's Children is the best non-Black Legion legion to put Abaddon in, because you're not worried about their Warlord traits and relics. Uh, it hits on two's Logan because they have an Icon of Slaanesh, which gives them plus one to hit in melee.
1: And then Emperor's Children ignore modifiers. That's their well, extra, extra AP on sixes to wound and ignore modifiers, right?
0: Yeah, so they have extra AP on sixes to wound that works in both shooting and melee. And all other versions of that we've seen have largely only been in melee. And then their Orange. other side of it, yeah, and their, uh, the other side of that is that they ignore weapon skill, ballistic skill, and hit modifiers. So, nice. yeah. And that's not even the entire suite of stratagems. Another huge one is that they have a 2 CP fight on death for any infantry unit. So you can get in and activate, and then they fight on death with that unit, and then everything else is fighting last or first
1: and then they have a uh, emperor and then they have Wrath of Mars as
0: well yep noise marines have a one cp it also turns off overwatch and set to defend
1: for some reason yeah there's a very real merit of running 110 man just for full use of that strategy as well
0: that, that's what i'm doing now i have a single nine in my current list it's really really good <laughs> you are um, so bad
1: I- for doing that with like i'm just gonna run nine of these things just run a 10 be a man <laughs>
0: I don't have any points. I need ten terminators. So there's a really important threshold for terminators when you get to the tenth one. You get, a second you get chain another two fist and a bunch of power fists, and that stuff is real nasty. My terminator unit went from not killing very much at nine to killing everything it touches at ten. Uh so that's yeah, been a fun to change. You get to
1: to eight, eight power, eight fist weapons, uh, ten yeah. man, or uh, nine man. You get four, four. Yep.
2: So I think it's big cool. difference. The big question then is why do you think people are so down on chaos space screens and how can they get uh, their head right about it?
1: Because people have think... been... do you want to do your one, then I'll do mine, which is more funny and less real. But
0: yeah, mine is that people have been playing chaos for so long and chaos has been so bad for so long, like basically since I've started, that outside of like the brief window that I started in when the possessed bomb was really good, um, that they're used to their jank they like reach for these like 18 step combos that get them an additional victory point in the third blood moon of july that like they don't go for the things that are like clearly obviously powerful um and that really limits their willingness to like play the stuff that is just good so broadly i think people are missing that they like they yeah, you can't advance and you can't warp time in charge, but now you can advance in charge with a bunch of stuff, and that's really powerful. And yes, Tom brings up a super good point that in comparison to the NIDs and Eldar at release power power level, they're not that like they're not that crazy, right? But I think as compared to the metagame as it exists right now, they're one of the best armies in the game. And I am super confident taking Emperor's Children to the major that I'm
1: going to next weekend. He's not even it practicing is. for me to see, Shameful. Um yeah, well, I you... will
0: be, just not at that major. Dude,
1: dude, you can't even just go two CP double shoot now. Like, what's the point? Why play Chaos Space Marines? Yeah, yeah, I can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> that just... was the entire, <laughs> That was crunching the entire faction for solidly three years. They don't have that yeah. anymore. And like, yeah, what you more. have instead
0: is a good army. Yeah,
2: but man, my, not used to that. They all to my custom that. weapons are now accursed weapons and not custom weapons anymore. That and is
0: kind
1: of sad. I don't I don't love
0: that. Church. I don't like that actually. <laughs> I really wish I could have taken all lightning claws or something on some of these units, but you know <laughs> one lightning whatever. Cl- one lightning claw per five in your chaos baseball in school.
2: So it is what's your... Please What is please your stop
0: buffing legionnaires? Please mm-hmm. stop spending points on legionnaires, people. Holy moly.
1: Alright, now I'm done. No, I like one squad is fine just for minimum troops that can hold an objective in real and non-Empress children. Just, it's fine. Sure. It's okay. It's not that bad. Yeah, one is fine. One is fine, because then your term, you got your Terminators, you got one's one to of Legionnaires, you've got two to call us. That's your troops sorted. That's okay. You can you can stop there. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're not an autopilot faction. You're going to have to find something that works for you. Um, they will probably have to change a decent bit for the meta. You'll have to find a shooting solution that works in the environment you're playing in, because the s- no shooting solution will probably work for consistently Everyone. from event to event or meta to meta. Like you're not just going to be I'm slotting in, you know, like Kerenage, You just kind of go I'm going to put in some power wars. I'm going to put in some harpies. And I'm going to put in a couple of venom cannons or whatever, and some terror warriors, and that's a shooting solution that'll basically adapt for uh, anything. Yeah. Space for chaos, space for shooting options are not good, but they are. There are situational options that you can adapt for, and you'll have to make that work, and then you'll have to play a combat phase army. And both of those things are things that the average player is not going to be good at or particularly want to do in respect to one or the other. Uh, yep. And I think that will put a ceiling on how well they perform. I think they're a, a decent army that can is fairly reasonably competitive with the rest of the top top 10 armies, uh, and I would not be surprised to see them winning tournaments. I also wouldn't be surprised to see them going one five. They're yeah. a fine book. They're debuting somewhere in the balanced middle.
0: Yep. I think they're gonna be great for my
1: CRS score. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do we wanna take some questions then? Yes,
1: let's take questions for about fifty minutes and then I really need to go to bed. Yeah, you do. We will just take a few questions because that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well let's quickly hit uh let's quickly hit up the Discord and then we will jump through the chat and then I'll do the plugs at the end. Cool. Okay, let's start with show questions. I'm going to work from the top to the bottom. Uh, How are you personally prepping for WTC? Wrong answers only.
0: Uh, I'm playing Emperor's Soldier at a tournament next weekend. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm playing Terranids. I'm not prepping at all. It's awful. I'm just playing. Uh, (laughs) I have a prepping for WTC. Wrong answers only. Uh, I'm spending all of my time at work doing absolutely nothing to do with 40k and not sitting on Discord at all. Uh, That's nothing I would ever do.
2: Um,
1: (laughs) His boss watches. Nathan, will you be having a solo episode with the tryhards
2: over in Belgium? Why will it be the best episode of the year? So it won't be a solo episode. I'm going to get at least Jeremy to come on and most likely Cliff as well and we're going to do math. We're going to teach you all math and how it works. Because Anthony won't be here because he would die if we did it. Like, he would actually melt, like, in Indiana Jones when they opened. Uh, yeah. La- Curie's the in Belgium game. as well, buddy. The Covenant. Oh, no, it was just be me and Cliff then. That's right. Yep. Well, just be me and Cliff. You guest on it. Okay, two, we'll approve that. Two bearded guys talking about we we'll see if we stats. can get the great one. The, the can, stats... Godfather. The member Maybe board we, will approve. It's okay. We, the council will approve Peter the Falcon to guest if he has available. The council will just,
1: the, the council welcomes <laughs> you to
2: Starcheck but does not grant you the rank of master. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's Anthony because he couldn't add two numbers together yet. Okay. What's <laughs> I, the worst hobby don't crime? Don't make that face made? Anthony and make me feel bad about my
1: What's self? the worst hobby crime you have committed or seen committed?
2: Man, there are a lot of Nazi-themed 40K armies, and you all should be fucking ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> Sorry. That is, that is true. You should
1: just be ashamed of having politics to the right of
2: center. But <laughs> yeah. but really, also, there was a Confederate orc army, and you should also be ashamed of yourself. Very all that yeah. get that shit we out. Can just, we could just get a good fuck those guys out of the way. Yeah, and then but... we could do, do funny ones, yeah? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there was the... So, funny ones... The Blood Angels, Wee Barbie, where all the Blood Angels were armed with anime girl wife pillows, those body pillow things. That was both funny, a lot of work, and then also shameful at the same time. <laughs> it wasn't me, Anthony. I once played a joke. Get enough. closer and, to the screen so and blame. I'm gonna say
1: words that, if you don't know, are going to make me sound like a <laughs> madman. But do you guys know that a ah- that ahago panel jumper that people have? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I played against a guy who had that who was wearing that at uh, a tournament in round one. No.
0: Did he you said he played Gene
2: Stealer cult? Yeah, he played Gene Steeler Cult. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> makes There's sense. There's tentacles in there, I'm sure. Okay, Anthony. I, I don't know, know if that's
1: the worst hobby crime. <laughs> um i'll go for i'll slot in the one that i did as well um, i once really needed mucolid spores so i uh i took tennis ball like ping pong balls table tennis balls and put them on bases put pl- uh, a paper clip in the base of them glued them to portable bases and covered them in hot glue and then spray painted <laughs> I was like that'll do those models are 45 pounds per for one 20, one at the time 15 point mucolid spore i was not buying seven <laughs> I oh
0: agree. my yeah that is that That's is brutal bad. what have you done to the chat look what you did look at the, <laughs> the chat now i hope you're proud look you,
2: you. You've this the is chat. both we of your fault this. i <laughs> like that you i like
0: that
1: you guys both knew what it was as well like i, yeah, I knew you, my, you, my audience you
0: <laughs> ruined it i can't believe you've done this you and, knew what anthony. it was too yeah because i'm on the internet at all i hate weebs like, <laughs> oh, like chaplains hate orcs i oh, hate damn. that stuff <laughs> anyway <laughs> what's your
2: hobby crime anthony
0: I don't know. Honestly, my hobby car is anything I've attempted to put together myself because I shouldn't be doing that. Like, it's Bro- not
2: the
1: right... What happened to Bradchester's uh, radar?
0: Oh, that's a good story. <laughs> so I have models that have won a super major, even though I haven't. So Brad was walking out of an elevator at ACO and someone's elbow hit his tray and his radar perfectly fell in the gap between the elevator and the wall (laughs) and went straight to the bottom of the elevator shaft. So he gets to the top eight tables and he's running around and he's like, who can I borrow a Raider from? And I'm like, I don't know. You just beat me. Our game is over. So like our game, the top eight, he was going into the top four. So I was like, yeah, here, you can use mine. And that Raider stayed on his table all the way through winning ACO. The first one. (laughs) Nice. Nice.
1: Right. Let's move on quickly we don't have to answer all these today okay. we don't but we should what are you most excited yeah. for with the new show and what do we have as fans of the show to look forward to we'll do that and one we... at the end we'll do that one at the end because i'm going to do okay. the patreon plug at the end okay yep. what's worse people who say stats are for four are useless for care people who complain about too many updates too many updates it's not close because they listen to those people
0: Agreed.
2: So i'm, I'm going to tell you that rose bloat doesn't exist and, and all, all, all of those people better. are terrible, and you all just need to get better at learning the fa- like accepting the fact that you don't need to memorize the whole game. It's not a thing that you need to do. Yeah. Does Ennis
1: need a weekly reminder to post questions again?
2: Uh, no, but you yes, should do does. it.
1: You should do it anyway because interactions are good. Um, yeah. yeah. Can we get molding from Anthony over Chaos players and also other our war members making his life harder? No, we're not getting him fired from his job. No, and
0: also, honestly, I actually took the time to sit down in that chaos chat today and be like, listen, fellas, I'm in this chat now. No more nonsense. We're going to play with the good stuff. I'm going to win some fucking games. And They were very receptive. So <laughs> like, this we'll is see never, how it goes. This has
1: never happened to us before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They got interaction. So they when were really happy. When did
1: the CRS ELO start recording? Will there ever be a reason? I believe it's, it's the 2nd of July. Yeah, it's like the, the start of February, basically um and we'll reset and it at
2: the beginning of next season
1: are we resetting or are we adding uh decay is probably a relevant question we'll probably add de- decay yeah probably adding decay and being like the longer a again the longer it goes without a game um the less relevant it is on your current waiting or we may like, have, like one per season and also log up
2: we may do a event. little bit of both we may do a long term and then also a short term because we one of the things yeah. that we're thinking about is like using this in essence to replace the itc ranking system because I think it's more important that something is. I didn't say we'll add the K, Jeremy. I said we could add the K. We could. More likely is we'll do something on a yeah. seasonal basis be, and reset. Because yeah, I it might think be... that being event size agnostic is more important for the ranking system than continuity season to season. Sorry, we'll make Jeremy add to K now. I'm Don't make said. Jeremy <laughs> do <laughs> stuff. I do... it's not a thing he wants. <laughs> well, I'm going to make it happen.
1: I'll learn to code to ruin his coding to make it happen. Um, I have someone that can help him with that, but we can cross that bridge. Cross you that want bridge help, You want to help him with decay? Like, I'm sure that's a good yeah. thing. Um. Right. Actually, I, he loves decay. He
0: likes decay and coding. That's the two things that man likes. Nathan's met him.
1: True. Okay. Let's quickly we do, we jump we into him really. chat that's questions, true. and then I'll do the I'll do the closeout. All right. Uh, somebody just sent a Discord notification. And it popped up over all of my chats. Uh, are you happy that WC is in a new setting or wish it was a bit more established? I, I can't wait. I've done regular ETCs. This side seems so much better prepared.
0: Uh, do, do, do. Anthony I has think no he has no idea what's he, going yeah. on
1: behind the scenes. So.
0: I think he meant... Oh, oh, that's not. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> let's take it or leave it. I don't really care.
0: Uh, good, yeah, players, don't
1: good players care. win games.
0: Yeah, we'll figure it out either way. Um, can we have a segment of intermission where Nathan Bruce T in the microwave?
2: No. Yeah, sure. I don't know. say why not. I can hook up my web camera to walk with me to the microwave, I guess. Oh, man. That was the you only can... real chat question we had. So I'm going to call it there.
1: All right. All right. I am going to do the Patreon plug now. Uh, hopefully, if you've stuck around all the way to the end, you have at least enjoyed the show to a degree. Uh, so I don't feel as bad pitching to you now. Um,
0: let's do it. I'm going to... Oh. He's he's getting ready. So
1: first of all, we are live every week at uh the times we said earlier. Uh that means you can watch the live stream if you would like to interact with us.
2: Dude,
1: I we were rolling with that. You did not have to keep going there. Um (laughs) if you want to be part of the live stream, that is one wonderful way you can support us. We really appreciate everybody who's here during the live streams, keeping us smiling, happy, going through the chat. It's keeping me going at one o'clock in the morning when I'm up in five hours. I, I, you know, these are the things that we do because we love making content. We really enjoy working with you guys. However, none of this shit comes free. Um, We do have server hosting costs. The Tableau is reasonably expensive, Um, website hosting, posting stuff, paying our editor because that is something we would like to do. Uh, And, you know, making enough money that this is worth our time um, is a goal that we would like to have. To that end, we do have a Patreon. Uh, That is patreon.com slash stat check. Uh, which Curie is posting in the chat now because he is an absolute gentleman and a scholar. Uh, there you will find a few tiers. There is a one pound or one dollar, whatever. I think it might also be a pound. Uh, one dollar where it's basically just tipping us. You're saying once a month, I'll give the, give the guys a dollar. It's a massive help to us. It helps us out with server costs, all, all the blah, 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 blah. blah uh i'll donate to you an overlay for the live stream if we want one that may be something i'll take you on. we take moment. that <laughs> um yeah. then we also have two further tiers we have a five dollar and a six dollar 90 tier which i did not gratuitously steal from gunhammer uh which is called mm. i think it's called bonus content at discord access or something to that degree and then uh, a little nothing extra so those are the two ways that you can support us if you would like to get more content so the current content plan uh which we are still nailing down the exact specifics on But we are looking at once a week, 90-minute episode. That'll be free for absolutely everybody, 100%. Always, that'll be on YouTube, that'll be on Spotify, it'll be on wherever podcasts are found, and it'll be on the live stream. If you would like more of us, which we hope you would, there will be... Every two weeks, we're going to record an hour of bonus content, whether that is in the form of 2.30 minutes or 4.15 minutes or 2.15s and a 30. We'll have recurring shows. We'll have guest spots. We'll have mini interviews. That'll all be going behind the paywall. And then we'll be releasing um, half an hour of that content every Friday. So it will be 90 minutes a show every week and then 90 minutes a show the next week. And then the patrons will get half an hour of bonus content every Friday. So it'll be Tuesdays and Fridays. And then every fortnight we'll pick one of those pieces from the previous fortnight and we'll release that for free on the youtube for everybody again so you can see a little bit behind the paywall uh, any of the stuff that we're particularly proud of that we would like more we'll people to see that'll come out um that'll come out through the youtube uh, and if it is suitable for podcasts we may put it as podcasts as well but that may stay on youtube only um that is what we've got for you so, so we're really excited for that. We have some really yeah. cool ideas for bonus content. I'm going to run a 4K game show, which I'm kind of looking forward to. Um, we're going to, I have like six or seven um, like little, Deck chairs little, is my favorite. little pitches I've put out there. Uh, yeah, myself and Anthony are going to organize an argument once every month or so, uh, which is going to be great. Uh, so yeah, that, that's some content that we're really excited for, looking forward to now. But it doesn't fill a show. That's not stuff that we could record reliably. But we'll have recurring bits. We'll have something we record one-off often done. If you would like to vote on anything like that, I am going to be. Um, we're roughly going to be distributing it out that we have forty minute. We fill forty five minutes of content each every like three weeks or something like that. That it roughly works out that we'll do like two bits of content each. And then one of us will do three on a rotating basis, something like that. Uh, I'm going to be de- dedicating one of mine to taking votes from patrons and uh, taking submissions from patrons, and I will make whatever the most, whatever the highest thing is, I will make to the best of my ability. That is one that I am sure will not degenerate in any way, shape, or form. Definitely no. not. No, no,
0: that Box that, would, that would go great.
2: Have to
1: jump on progressively higher boxes there will
2: also be some modicum amount of educational content that we're going to work on as well there will be educational
1: so, content i'm hoping to do some really cool interview stuff that i've had ideas for doing a show for for a while uh we may end up doing some battle reports and stuff like that i've had a, i've just been reminded by chris in chat uh so that is another thing you can do uh we really appreciate everybody who supports us however please don't feel obligated to support us if you can't afford it you don't want to you've got better things to be spending your money on do all that first like we are electric really good come to us last and you, you know put food on your table first yep. uh, make sure you're getting the bus to work you know um you can live without us and we can live without you um but if you have I the think... money to spare we would really appreciate it because it helps us out with a lot of things uh, it helps us keep making this keep doing this and we are really excited to do more
2: yep and i think the thing that we'll always guarantee is that the main show will always be free yes, and that this, the website is mind. also always going to be free to access so you'll never yep. lose access to the dashboard the elo or the crs if you don't give us money or you the name you might give stuff.
1: you more if you come behind the paywall yep. um we can't promise that we you also will get access to our discord uh which is in the five frontier which is where you can ask questions if you're not going to be on the live stream and you want to uh <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry chris uh, i will chris definitely
2: con is... academy anthony and make it a special tier actually for the Patreon. price of one
1: coffee a month you can make anthony learn math <laughs> that'll be so when we start recording ads to like slot in so that i don't have to do the spiel every time that'll that'll
2: be 30 seconds of me teaching anthony math and anthony screaming the whole time
1: yeah
0: just yelling just upset <laughs> angry <laughs> Oh, God, I hate
1: math so much. Every 60 seconds in New Jersey, a minute passes.
2: <laughs> oh, Terrible. Anthony, two trains are going towards each other, one at 55 miles per hour and one at 30 miles per hour. Yes, How long gonna will it take a train 50, A to meet train B? Me? <laughs>
1: and a 50, $50 tier of Anthony solves math problems on Brilliant.com. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, I'm we gonna we a, have to
2: just sit there and watch. Oh, man, Luke, you are able you, to help. You've created a mess, Luke McCarthy. I will create a $50. Oh my God, so many
0: people said they would pay for
2: that. (laughs) All right, guys, if you tell me how much you would pay per month for me to teach Anthony math at once a month, I will do it. Just propose it. Give me an amount and I will definitely create that tier in Patreon because I control it. (laughs) Oh my God, dude, no. (laughs) $10 a month. How many of you will sign up for a $10 a month tier for me to teach Anthony math once a month?
1: <laughs> How long is the time slot? How
2: long's the teaching? Yeah. It'll be like 15 to 30 minutes.
0: I'll do that for 15
2: if enough people do it. <laughs> All right. $15 a month. I'll create it. And you guys can sign up for it, and if at least five people report, sign up for least, it, I will teach it. At
1: least it. ten people to sign up for that. We're All not we're okay. not making that content. Right. So
2: ten, least... 10 people at fifteen dollars a month, and I will teach Anthony math deal. once a month for fifteen to thirty minutes a month.
0: You guys can watch me suffer. <laughs> <Burn>. <laughs>
2: we'll you start. Be... We're gonna start at algebra, find the x kind of stuff, Okay. we'll move up. For, well actually we'll teach you useful stuff we'll teach you statistics. So it's also deeply
1: important to say we will sell out for absolutely anything <laughs> yeah we have yeah. no standards yeah, yeah we we're, we're all pretty willing out. to do
0: dumb dumb stuff we find funny
1: that is part of the reason we want a little, we want a less sanitized environment where we can make some of the less sane content um there is going to be i believe the pitch i, I wrote the pitch for the Facebook page i'm gonna just read my introduction to it uh, as a way to close us out and so that we can finally end the show so I can go to bed. <laughs> uh, as I pretend I can find it on my phone. Oh, God. Nathan, go make the thing. So I'm making
2: the tear right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: torture Anthony,
2: Anthony reaping <laughs> and Anthony sewing are not the same thing.
0: Yeah.
1: It
2: okay. may be two 15-minute lessons a month, guys, just so you know.
0: I mean, I could do 130. I, oh man. Oh, uh, I'm Chris. Like, I'm happy you did that because this is good uh, fundraising to pay the people that need to be for the channel to exist. But oh boy, is this gonna hurt for <laughs> portions of my month?
1: Okay, here we go. Week in and week out, there's 40k happening. StatCheck exists to be your buffer against all of that by providing everything from high-level commentary on the meta and game design from some of the best players in the world, irreverent takes on things only we care about. That's, that's the main one. That's the, very, that's the important bit, is that specific section. And a wholesale disregard for anyone who says simplicity doesn't work. Only two things are guaranteed. We'll talk about the weekend stats and the show is 90 minutes long. That is the ethos that we are hoping to take forward, um, that we will bring you 90 minutes of 40K content and then more if you want it, uh, and that we will not care and we'll do the things that make us happy. And if the things that make us happy make you happy, we're happy to have you along for the ride. Otherwise um there's other shows for you we hope you find them uh, and we hope you enjoyed the brief time you spent with us but if you enjoyed it please be back we'll be here next week to ruin my sleep schedule even more
2: all right so and the just so you guys know the teach anthony math tier is now up and it's called anthony learns math and it is 15 dollars a month
0: i'm so i'm so not happy about
1: this how did we get here i'm gonna i'll have to add an <laughs> anthony learns math chat room for people who have approved
2: math access wonderful <laughs> we'll stream it on discord so you have to watch it on discord oh. <laughs> uh yes
1: adam we are wrapping up but the vod should be available on youtube basically immediately and we'll have the uh, podcast out and
2: edited as soon as Tree has a chance
0: but i appreciate you being here adam you're the best i love, we love you adam
2: we do love you adam it's true you are the best aussie
0: it's high praise, but I'll allow it. He
2: deserves it.
1: Right. All right, folks. We're not doing Nathan. You have to do a different sign out now. You can't stick the one you had
2: before. So long and thanks for all the fish. It's that not that works.
1: I'm not sure it's better, but okay. Well, Should well, I end it? Though.
2: Wait, wait. So long and thanks for all the fish fuckers. There you go. <laughs>